to your latest edition of the Firmware Update, episode 179. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti. And joining me better than Kurt Hawkins did on SmackDown this week, Joe Garcia. Oh, God. <laughs> Was that the only one wondering that? He goes on the paper and he says, I'm going to debut on SmackDown, and he's not on SmackDown. So not even a mention of him or anything. No, no. It's like, it, he did release a YouTube video, to be fair, and they did ask him, well, where the hell were you? I, I wish they asked him like that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know he basically said you know time wait he goes on there and says time doesn't wait for anyone except her- kurt hawkins so basically fuck off i guess yeah i oh god if i mean if he never debuts that'd be fine yeah, yeah. see this is what wwe does not to turn this into wwe talk but they, they get a new thing and they give it now way too many promos to a point where bef- you're sick of it before it even debuts they did that yeah they did it with shining stars they did it with, did it with make Darren Young great again. They've done it with like all these and I was just done with them before they even went out on screen. It was ridiculous. Right. And I mean, who the fuck wanted her Hawkins back to begin with anyway? It's like, honestly, when I thought I, this is what I told uh, everyone I watch wrestling with that his debut is, was a red herring and his opponent would be the real debut. Like I thought it was going to be Goldberg and he'd just kill the guy and that would be like, Oh, holy (laughs) shit. And that would be like Shane's, this was Shane's counter to Brock Lesnar or his his hired guns so to speak but like, no. that's that's what they did on, <laughs> what they did on uh, nxt with that ken massa guy or whatever dan massa <laughs> dan massa or whatever yeah like for like weeks they were doing the same thing not as long but for like three or four weeks you were oh. getting getting these vignettes of this guy and then he comes out and samoa joe just murders him before he has his match to be fair that was great that was <laughs> So- <laughs> I know. It's like, if they did that with Crockins, I guess that wouldn't be so bad. But oh, By the way, WWE Wellness, uh, judging from the acne all over this guy's back and chest, uh, you may want to test him. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm assuming they have. <laughs> That's, he was caught. <laughs> him and Paige are off chilling out on somewhere right now. <laughs> uh, so how you been, buddy? I've been all right. Not too bad. I have gotten my ass kicked by some sort of flu that's been going around. I actually missed two days of work. Oh. Yeah, it, w- it was a bit of a bummer, uh, but, you know, I'm start, which is one of the reasons why it was such a pain in the ass to get a hold of me today. That, <laughs> that and forgive my language, folks, but I- I'm a guy who, like, basically grew up without the benefits and joy of being surrounded by extended family. So when one show up, it, I-, I shouldn't, I don't think I take it the right way. Like, Joe is all about family. Like, yeah. I-, I asked him to record, hey, man, let's record on Sunday. He's like, no, nah, bro, Sunday is family day. Like, I get to see them one time. I get to see him four times a month, Malcolm. Joe, uh, there's family members I see maybe once a year. Okay. Get out of here with your four months. <laughs> <laughs> every four months thing is like all day i'm like all day every day i'm like all day every sunday bro all the way up until i, midnight. I work at 6 a.m on sunday <laughs> i get out at fucking one or two even sometimes i go over there hang out have dinner and i fucking go back home that's my that's my sunday <laughs> I, I, I'd rather prefer imagining you just, like, there at, like, 12 midnight, the previous, <laughs> just <laughs> hanging out till midnight. This, all right, family date, like you're the John Cena of family. <laughs> Have you seen Total Bellas, by the way? No. Oh, God. You, you, you kind of need to. It's like, it's, a, no, a, I don't. it's much better than Total Divas, just because they should just call the show Living with John Cena, because he's, like, <laughs> imagine Danny Tanner of Full House fame and combine him with Adolf Hitler, and you've got John Cena. 
that. <laughs> okay. Like the show begins with him because uh, the the story of Total Bellas more or less is you know this is around when Nikki was injured with that neck injury. So Bree and De- and uh, Brian Daniel oh, I called him Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan and uh, John Laurinaitis of People Power <laughs> fame and his wife the Bellas mother. That, I'd love to find out how that came to be, but anyway, they <laughs> all decide to move in with Cena. And at the start of the episode, and it is one of one of my favorite moments in reality TV history. John Cena lays out the rules because uh, I didn't. I don't watch Total Divas because you know, that that's craziness. But <laughs> apparently, Total Bellas, though, that's reasonable. No, no, yeah, for John Cena. If you want heel John Cena, this is where you go. You find out that before he he let Nikki move in with him, he made her sign a contract, and uh, which you would think is just a prenup, but no, it, it was actually all these sets of rules, which he gives out to Brian, to Daniel Bryan and John and everybody else. And it has like such little chestnuts as every Wednesday night is a social gathering night. You must be well-dressed the entire day and you cannot miss it or you will be kicked out of the house. Every, okay. every Sunday is a male hangout night. You must be there or kick, like all of the rules end with you must be there. Or you're kicked out of the house. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's really how he lives. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure none of that was scripted for the show. I, I, I don't know if it is, Joe. He, he's kind of a, like, the more you see of it, it's like, it, it, this kind of feels natural. Either John Cena's the greatest actor of our lifetime. <laughs> uh, that's my, that is Mark Henry, and you know that. <laughs> uh, if Cena came out with a salmon jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Sasha was coming out for that, uh, for what we thought was going to be her retirement speech. There were so many <laughs> photoshops of her coming out in salmon jacket. And it's funny because, like, uh, Sasha looks like 130 pounds at best. She probably is. Actually. But on jo- on Mark Henry's body, and it's, like, four times bigger than her. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just funny just watching all these characters react to John Cena. And, like, he's threatening to put a dog down in the very first episode. Uh <laughs> It's actually pretty pretty interesting. I thought so. It, do you have Hulu? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. It's on Hulu. Just check out the first episode. I will not. But thank you. Check <laughs> it's this, and getting you to watch trailers. That's like uh, the ultimate any ass, right? Yeah, there. I'm unreasonable because I don't want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch wrestlers live their day to day lives in a fake and scripted reality show. <laughs> I'm the weird one here. Uh, changing subjects. This is probably one of the hardest shows I've had to do with you right now because, <laughs> as I we were talking about before the show came out, a game that I've been anticipating for over a year finally came out. And that game is Rise of the Tomb Raider. 20-year celebration. Yeah, it felt like I had to wait 20 years for this game, too. But let me tell you, it's... Uh, it is, I've only played an hour, so unfortunately it's not going to be in our, uh, game talk segment because I've only played for an hour, you know, I'm not going to give you a review. <laughs> uh, I will say though that Joe talked about this game a year ago and chances are I won't be disagreeing with him much <laughs> as far as the game goes. Uh, the game looks great. I love the story being set up right off the bat. Uh, I, like all the mechanics are there. Like, uh, I was listening to kind of funny and Colin Moriarty called this game, you know, basically called the Tomb Raider series uh, Uncharted Light, which I don't I don't think is fair at all. Well, what I like about the Tomb Raider compared to the uh, Uncharted is the tone differences. Mm-hmm. Like, Uncharted just seems like a lot of fun. You see Nathan Drake, you know, hanging out in the jungles. Like, everything about it feels like a family adventure. Like, it's pretty much national security, if you remember that show, it was just, or that movie. It was just like a fun romp. Even when he's getting shot at, it feels fun. <laughs> Tomb Raider, on the other hand, 
hand. Looks like it fucking sucks going on one of these adventures <laughs> slash expeditions. Like first hour, I'm wading through this water full of centuries old dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting shot at. My dad's dead is considered a, j- a joke in the community. Like, she's not on this expedition because, I mean, you could make, I'm sure you could make like a, a psychological evaluation that she does want to, but it feels like she's going on this because she has to, to prove her dad isn't a joke. Like, that's <laughs> why. This is not for her, like, the adrenaline rush uh, that it felt like for Uncharted 4, where it's like, oh, I just have to go out there and shoot people in the head. Da, 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 but he doesn't say that but he, we all know that's what he's thinking but uh but no this feels like necessity more than anything i mean she does love exploring i'm sure she doesn't like swimming in dead body but oh man so it, it's a tonal difference and the entire time it doesn't feel like she's going on an adventure it feels like she's surviving an adventure you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh, oh do you disagree or no yeah okay but so i enjoy that that's what made uh tomb Ra- the first tomb raider really really awesome it's just like you're watching this woman like like persevere through this like hell on earth expedition and survive and become stronger and it was just awesome and i like a lot of the little touches <laughs> like not only so the first one was all about making her into laura croft like all the abilities and whatnot are now commonplace for her so now it's like honing the blade so to speak and making her into the laura croft that no like you can level up things that i wasn't expecting you to level up like you can level up her ability to read <laughs> read (laughs) her ability to read and write Uh, so it's like all these little adventurer type of things so it's like okay cool 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 uh i i played through uh the first uh level embarrassingly died quite a bit mainly because for some reason it wasn't reading that i was hitting square to hit the pickaxe on the ice so i would just jump now here's the thing the death scene that confused me uh who's the samoan that's a friend of hers that she travels with he was in the first game too i believe so yeah yeah you, you know who i'm talking about though right yeah so they're doing the mountain climbing thing where they're both tied to each other now ideally the way i think it's supposed to work is if like one guy falls then the other guy is anchored so you're going to be saved but somehow this like five four hundred pound samoan who's (laughs) who's, like anchored into the ice wall whenever like 130 pound laura croft doesn't connect and falls off of the ice it's enough to pull him down too which was i didn't get it all but there was a few death scenes like uh, where you you fall and then samoan guy falls off you're like oh no (laughs) by the way so far like i could be wrong but now joe you played through the the game when it came out on xbox but it Uh feels like they toned down the death scenes significantly from the first game yeah they definitely they did okay okay because like if you want to see a funny scene if you want to see what i'm talking about i suggest you go on conan o'brien's clueless gamer show when when they reviewed it for the first time and uh when he sees some the death scenes were just brutal in the first one like you see a spike go into laura's chin <laughs> like her neck oh god like down the river or you, <laughs> you see her get mauled or you're like you see her get crushed like she like it was like resident evil 4 level death scenes for the most part <laughs> 
tired, but uh, yeah, it does feel like it, it's toned down a bit. Now, for the most part, I've just seen her get fall, just see her fall now. It's like what it's been. Like the most brutal one was when she fell off while escaping from a ruin and a column fa- fell behind her, but it really just knocked her out more than anything. So, But yeah, looking forward to that game. Uh, let's see, as for, last time you guys checked, I was also on vacation. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun vacation. I recommend a 21-day vacation to everyone listening <laughs> on this show. And, uh, oh, it, like a lot of people bitch and moan about how, like, oh, I can't be off that long. I don't like having nothing to do. Nope, not here. I will sit <laughs> on my ass and watch TV or play video games all the live long day. Oh, man, it was great. <laughs> Speaking of watching stuff, now, Joe, you like comic books. Am I correct there? Mm, yeah, I, I dabble. Have you seen the Luke Cage Netflix series? I devoured the, new, the Luke Cage uh, Netflix series. <laughs> now, I haven't uh, watched all of it because, unfortunately, I'm married and there are certain shows that you have to watch together and Sandra unfortunately is a little terrible when it comes to having being available when I am but I've seen I believe the first six shows uh-huh. and I gotta tell you it, it, I would say Luke Cage in the hierarchy of uh, Marvel Netflix shows I would place it number two right be- right behind the first season of Daredevil I've enjoyed it that much uh, yeah I, I enjoy both of those I, man, I, man like they can do no wrong with their Netflix stuff right now it, it, it's funny because it's like it, now, this, now as you know that I'm not a hugest fan of the DC movies so far but this is feels, that because they're terrible yeah that, that helps yes <laughs> but I have to say it feels like you know DC's whole thing is oh we're dark and gritty I look at these Netflix shows and I'm like no this is how you do dark yeah those are gritty shows like those are fucking crazy mm, a little over the top but I, I love Luke Cage in this like he is a fantastic face for you know to put a wrestling spin on he's he's a really good good guy i really behind all his actions like i actually fell for him when uh it what was it his uncle or pop when pops yeah pop yeah with when what happens with pop happens and uh it kind of has like a scarface vibe i'm like like the whole thing is like a tragedy so to speak on how everything unfolds like but (laughs) uh, didn't really think of scarface at all when i watched the show but uh, i thought of it a little bit you know just except it's with a guy who's bulletproof Uh, but you know, I, I really, really I, I've been really digging it so far. Uh, I've dug Cottonmouth too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a really interesting take on him. Uh, and plus, it helps that I just saw the Get Down. Did you see uh, that show on Netflix? No, I didn't watch that. Uh, I, I recommend it. It's uh, in turn, it, it's like it's a story growing up in Harlem, but at the same time as rap was becoming a thing, and like how a lot of people didn't know what it was, but the most people knew about it was that it just sounded cool. Yeah, and how this like group of kids you know they hear it from uh, a rapper who actually turns out to be a very young grandmaster flash and how they become like sort of students of his and end up learning how to rap not only only do the scratching part but also the <laughs> wordsmithing part which was actually a really really well told story though speaking of scarface again i don't think it's going to end well but we have to wait a while because it was actually what's released on netflix is just part one and part two is coming out later this year but that's a good wait, one. what i thought it was like a series what what is part one even mean how long is it uh well there's six episodes now and i think the last six are going to come out later because apparently the production of this thing was a gigantic nightmare Hmm. it's one of those deals where the artist wanted to take his time with it and da 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 meanwhile the guys funding him have been like dude it's been two fucking years (laughs) (laughs) give us something they're like okay i'll give you these the first six episodes and then just give me time to finish up this last bit here and so that's where we're at uh i like it a lot I don't know if we'll ever get a second
second season or if there will be able to give a second season because i kind of feel like like scarface this first part would be the rise and just like the second half of scarface the next part of it will be the fall of this duo because when you see the show you, you'll i think you'll come to the same conclusion as me that you know uh, this isn't gonna end well <laughs> but it's a good show but anyway back to luke cage dig it entirely i, I love the vibe abe uh very curious to see what will happen especially with everything like i'm trying not to reveal too much because god for there's some people out there who's seen but who haven't seen it. i like it all right joe all right are you ready to go into the news let us get into some news all right bro let's take it to the news All right, Joe. We've only been gone for two, three weeks. So what <laughs> happened in the world of PlayStation? Well, Malcolm, uh, PlayStation VR is on the cusp of release as we record this. Uh, October 13th is the release date for that. Yeah, it'll be out um, tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We've got some very important information here for anyone still that could use some extra information about the headset. Uh, first is that the VR um, headset, if you want to use that and you want to use PlayStation 4's HDR capabilities, uh, you have to unplug plug the headset before you can actually do that oh it's not it's it's some it's tricky it's there's some tricky stuff here going on all right so here here's here's the loadout malcolm obviously the playstation 4 uh was very recently updated with a with some new software that allowed it to output content in hdr um the high dynamic range so like even though even if you got the regular ps4 that doesn't do 4k um they're all gonna be doing hdr um a couple of games are like some games have been updated to, uh to support that lately um like uh deus ex Mankind Divided was recently updated to, to support HDR. I tried that out, which is very nice. Um, but yeah, if you want to use your headset, um, yeah, so you're going to have to unplug that. <laughs> you're going to have to unplug that if you want to use HDR. Because how it works is that the, the headset, uh, the way it connects to the PS4 is through this breakout box, this little yeah, processor the, unit. Well, well, um, many people are calling the mini PS4, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's shaped to look like. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's officially just the processor unit. That's what they call it. Um, obviously, as Sony uh, describes it, doesn't actually give doesn't provide any additional like graphical horsepower but what it does um i guess in i guess in layman's term what it kind of is it, it's kind of like an hdmi splitter mm-hmm. um yeah because, yeah because yeah, what it does is it allows the ps4 to to still like well the, you know, obviously the, the main output while you're using the headset is you know through the headset um but it still allows the ps4 to output an image over to your tv as well um so that's that's a lot of that's so it does that and also ha- handles some uh, audio processing as well um but the way it works is that um is that uh, yeah, like the the, the processor unit doesn't have support for that for that HDR uh, capability. Mm. Um, yeah, because once you hook up the PS4, to, you know, the PS4 hooks up to the headset, you know, with the USB. Uh, the processor unit has like this weird hybrid cable that's HDMI and auxiliary at the same time. Uh, the box then connects to the PS4 and the TV uh, with separate HDMI cables. Um, but yeah, that processor unit does not have support for uh, for HDR, or at least not initially. Um, I don't know if that's something that Sony would be able to. Well, it's not something they'd be able to patch in like with software or anything that like that's purely a hardware thing um i don't know if that's something down the line that they'll be able to update um but yeah that's that's that kind of sucks it does uh also on the subject of sucking we should probably bring up something in case any of our listeners are expecting it uh unfortunately me and joe being normal joes so to speak <laughs> uh we we are it's going to be a little while before we pick up one of these units so if you're expecting a review from uh one of us unfortunately you know i've got bills to pay 
Joe's got bills <laughs> to pay. So it's going to be, we're going to have to save up a little bit before we have enough to get one of these things. When we do, we'll talk about it then, <laughs> unfortunately, for the time being. Um, I mean, I've heard, I haven't heard anything bad about it so far. Like the most, for the most part, it, it sounds like it works really well. There are some limitations, such as the fact that you can't like turn your head completely around or else the camera is going to lose you. But it's one of those, <laughs> well, what did you expect for $400? Right. Which, you know, sounds like a lot of money, but keep in mind the other ones go for like $1,000 or something like that. So No. no. Yeah, they um, like the Oculus is $600. $600. And you can turn your head entirely around? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's the, uh, is that the Vive? I think that's the Vive that has like the full room capability or whatever. Yeah, uh, I might be. I, I know there's one that's uh, ex- extremely expensive. Anyway, but in terms of entry points, it works re- really, really well. Uh, so far, I've heard good things about, believe it or not, Until Dawn Blood Rush, the, the on-rails shooter I've heard is really fun. I've also heard good things about Batman VR, which I'm really happy to hear. And uh, what, what, what Thumper, I believe it was called. Uh-huh. Oh, I've heard uh, good things about all of those. Uh, plus uh, the games, uh, the Sony's being really smart not charging $60 for them for the most part. They're either included with a game or they're like $19.99, which is a really good, affordable for experience. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still some stuff that's going to be like $60. I think the E-Valkyrie game is, is $60. Okay. Well, um, I mean, and, and if you get the launch bundle, that obviously comes with like PlayStation Worlds or whatever, or VR Worlds, whatever it's called. Um, now, now you say that, but I think it's included with the normal ones too, because like every, it is not. You sure? Because every unboxing video I've seen, it's it's in there. Then they've got the launch bundle, and that's not a, <laughs> it's not the core but, unit. But the launch bundle came with Move controllers. These boxes did not. Right. I mean, every they all come with demo discs. On, on yeah, that. isn't that um, isn't that worlds though? That's the demo disc. <laughs> it is a glorified demo disc, but it is not officially a demo disc. <laughs> it is the Sports Champions of uh, the PlayStation VR. Oh, that was the best-selling game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. You just include it in the box. <laughs> uh. But anyway, uh, what do you feel about going back to the story? How do you feel about this? Do you think this is a little weird that uh, it's got like such a little weird thing where you have to unplug it and replug it in to get the effect? Or uh, yeah, I think that's very weird. <laughs> um, just because you know HDR is such a core, it's such a core part of uh, of you know the, of just gaming in general going forward uh, between you know the Xbox and the PS4. So it's like I don't know if it's just something very like I don't know if it's just something that they just didn't anticipate when they were developing this thing early on and they just forgot to correct course um but yeah it's unfortunate because it's already it's it's i mean i've got this 4k hdr tv and one thing that i forgot to look into before i bought it uh is that only one hdmi input out of the three actually supports hdr (laughs) um so if i want to play like gears of war 4 in hdr and then switch over to say deus ex uh i it's not just a matter of switching you know pressing the source button on my tv i have to switch i have to physically walk to tv and switch hdmi input uh, so if I were to have to do that and then have to unplug the PS4 VR on top of that, we're getting into some very fucking annoying territory. Especially considering that Sony just did this half hour conference about how awesome VR uh, HDR is. <laughs> yeah. And upon like its first real significant use, it's a, pa- a gigantic pain in the ass. <laughs> but it's, oh, you got to unplug this, replug it in, then smack the headset around a little bit and then eventually and then fix the tin foil on it <laughs> eventually you'll be all set <laughs> but 
if I had to bet, bet money, I would say that, you know, give them like a, a month max and there'll be a firmware update to fix this up. No, I, like I said, it's not really something that, oh, I mean, not. then again, I don't think so. But then again, I, I didn't anticipate that being a, a thing with the PS4 either. I figured it was a hardware thing. So what the fuck do I know, I guess? But um, <laughs> if they can add HDR with a firmware update, I, I have a feeling they could fix this with one too. But, you know, then again, I'm not a technical expert. I want you guys to realize that for how many of you still email to the show asking how to install firmware updates on your on your iPhones. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't even get iPhones, actually. They're usually for Huawei Ascends or something like that. <laughs> Maybe we need to add the word PlayStation to the show title just to hammer it home. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joe, what's next? Uh, let's see. What is next? Uh, speaking of PlayStation VR news, though, uh, worth mentioning as well is that it seems that Resident Evil 7 and Batman Arkham VR are going to be timed exclusives to the PlayStation VR, uh, at least for a little while. Uh, people kind of skimmed this from the PlayStation Europe Facebook page. Um, let's see, there were, there were pages here that suggested most games will have time platform. Okay, let's see here. Um, yeah, according to the PlayStation Post, uh, Resident Evil 7 will remain a VR exclusive throughout 2017. Um, this story on Polygon, Polygon reached out for comment, and a Capcom rep confirmed that the game would only be available for the headset at launch in January, with no plans to bring it to other platforms for the time being. Um, obviously, the game is also coming out on other consoles and, and PC. Um, but yeah, it's worth noting that Capcom announced the game during, you know, Sony's conference 83 earlier this year. Um, so that's worth kind of keeping in mind. Uh, as for Batman, uh, according to that, that is exclusive to PlayStation VR until March 31st, 2017. So it's very strange for them to, for, for them to put a very hard date on that. Usually you get some like vague platitudes like, oh, exclusive for a year or exclusive, you know, just like exclusive uh, like you'll hear, like I, like with Destiny's content, you know, going on, like when that game launched initially, it's like, oh yeah, like for at least through fall 2017 or 2016 or whatever the date was when they when they released that game. Yeah. Um, but but here they're like, yeah, hard March 31st. Uh, so yeah, you know, it, it's it is interesting just because uh, Resident Evil Seven I think will be like the first game where pe- where I think people are going to say, okay, this is what we need. This this is going to be the game that makes you get a VR. Just uh, it'll be the first triple A game to have the VR experience in there because you can play the whole campaign just with the headset and from what I've uh, seen so far it's it is a scary experience especially uh two <laughs> am I the only one that's like sort of snickering at the idea of uh Batman VR on PC considering the Arkham series history of being on PC <laughs> um well I think that was just the Arkham Knight like I, like I actually don't know the history of the other games like I, were those on PC as well yeah, like, uh, I mean, if if they were, they obviously weren't fucking nuclear disasters the way, you know, Night was. If, Arkham Knight just... was bad. Uh, Origins also was really bad. Like, Origins, that was the well, one. Yeah. Well, Origins was bad everywhere, so that's not really, well, well, this... that's, not necessar- that's not necessarily the fault of it being on PC. Well, um, it, it is, like, there was actually a room where if you went into it, you could never get out. <laughs> well, but the point is, like, the point is that the previous Arkham games on PC were on par with their console pa- counterparts uh, for better or for worse mm. uh, um, i'll have to do some re- i think even city had some issues but it's like every consistently every pc like now granted none of them were as the atomic shitstorm that was arkham Knight, where i think they actually pulled it off steam didn't they for yeah for a long like i don't know if it's still on steam actually um they definitely pulled it for a long time for like several months at least uh i just never really followed up to see if it was uh ever relisted mm. let me look into that now because i'm actually kind of <laughs> curious <laughs> 
see. But yeah, I'll be kind of curious to see everything. Like Resident Evil, I think 7, just to talk while you look this up, Resident Evil, I think, really has come back to form. Uh, I think this will be a gigantically (laughs) profitable time for Capcom, because I didn't put it in the news, but there's already words out that uh, the remasters that they did of 4, 5, and 6 are selling Uh really well. Yeah, I mean, for all all the shit that um, people give, like the later Resident Evil games. 6 especially. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, 6 sold extremely well, but like... Our, RE5 is like Capcom's best-selling game ever. Like really? Capcom is Capcom has not put out a more profitable game than Resident Evil 5. That was kind of on the borderline of what 4 was and what it became with 6. Yeah, but I mean that game still had a lot of strong haters based on what what they saw the series becoming. Uh. But it didn't matter because that shit still sold like fucking goddamn gangbusters. Oh yeah, like one of my uh, wife's sisters like lives and dies by uh, Resident Evil Five. Like we actually played a co-op mission together, and I gotta tell you, I might as well have not even been there. She was like popping headshots against all these different zombies and creatures, and she and, like goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like she helped me like get all enough gems so I could buy the trademark Barry Burton hand cannon, which was is always a must get in all these games. Uh, yeah. I actually considering especially since there's on like when if you were to go buy it on PSN I believe they're like 19.99 each no yeah they're all yeah the, all the remasters of those games are 20 bucks yeah which um, it's a great price for that I mean I've, yeah. been, I've been considering just to get six mainly because I never even played it because <laughs> I think it's still actually shrink wrapped <laughs> I, I think um, it, was, it was like one, one of those things where it was like right when PS4 had be, been released so stuff was still coming out on three but I didn't want to go back to three <laughs> PS3, right. I mean, but uh... all right. So Capcom does carry they like they have their own list on their website. Like they have a list of all their best selling games with with uh, exact sales figures and everything. So that, hey, that's kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, like number one is Resident Evil Five at seven million units across platforms. Jesus. Number two is Resident Evil Six at six point six. Oh wow. So so for all the shit you give those games, <laughs> like those, their games have never been more successful. Uh, like Street Fighter Two is number three, um, and then Resident Evil two at number four uh, and it's a pretty big drop too like even like obviously resident evil 2 is obviously a wildly successful game um but like between like yeah Res- street fighter 2 at number three at, with 6.3 million units and then over 1.4 million units separate that in resident evil 2 uh, now, now is at, that like all iterations uh of street fighter 2 combined that they're doing there or is it actually just... according to this page here it just says super nintendo so that's pretty crazy oh wow <laughs> um, so if you want to fact in like other re-releases well i mean i don't think the re-releases would have total would have moved that uh, needle very much honestly um because even resident evil 2 like the only platform listed for that one is ps1 uh and that game has been re-released all over the place but yeah yeah um point is um resident evil is is their most successful series and <laughs> the, the people's least favorite ones are their most popular ones like where is resident evil 4 on that list if resident it... evil 4 um there is no search button so i'm gonna have to click oh. through i'm gonna have to click through this uh, uh to... i'm gonna be depressed if it's like number 156 or something like no that. it is number 20 uh for the ps2 version that is still of- lower than i thought it would be but then again if it's if they're xing it by uh what console it came out of or like is resident evil 6 is that all the consoles or just like xbox 360 or something like that according to this it's ps3 xbox 360 and dl which i assume is download oh, okay. yeah, yeah this is separating them by by platform because at number 40 20 positions 
Z is the GameCube version, the original GameCube exclusive release. I was about to, that, that's kind of cheeky. Like Resident Evil 5 and 6, we're going to combine all of the platforms. <laughs> yeah, because then you go down to number 27, and there, there, that's when you get into Super Street Fighter 2 uh, at 2 million units on Super Nintendo. Um, uh, I guess to be fair, if they did that with Street Fighter, it would probably be number one. Yeah, like if you wanted to combine like all versions of either of, the, of any of these games, you could probably get a more... I think it would be... I don't know. I feel like it would be more accurate. Yeah. Because then you get to number 48 for, for uh, Resident Evil's re-release on GameCube at 1.35 million units. But long story short, you know, for, you know, five and six sold like gangbusters. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the, that's the real point of the whole. Thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised that if they started flip-flopping from now on, like they do an iteration of uh, Resident Evil that's horror-based, then they go to the action-packed Leon and Chris Redfield gun-toting editions. Because <laughs> as much as uh, we talk shit about them, they sold really well. So yeah, got to give them props on that. But uh, oh, in news that you could have guessed, Joe, what they did uh, announce very recently that a remaster for Resident Evil Two is in the works. So I'm actually really excited about yeah that's that's been in the works for a while i'm actually i actually thought it was out by now but i guess i forgot that it wasn't oh yeah i'm thinking about resident evil zero that they re-released alongside the original game i'm very curious to see how they do leon in the remaster because if you remember the second game now this is back before you know graphics really came into their own (laughs) so so leon looks really goofy in that game yeah so uh, i mean everyone looks goofy in in their original versions like chris redfield looks like a dork Uh, Uh, Jill Valentine looks like a dork. Like, Resident Evil 2 (laughs) especially. Like, their eyes are so big at all times, it looks like they're going, Whoa! (laughs) Oh, man. On on Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, actually, I played the Resident Evil 7 demo, and also I started Resident Evil 1, because that's one of the PlayStation Plus games for this month, is the PS4 version of of RE1. Yes. uh, I was really (laughs) excited. I knew that would happen at some point, but I was shocked that it took, what was it, two years before it was on... uh, a freebie on PlayStation Plus? Yeah, because that came out like at the very beginning of last year, January 2015. Um, the two, the RE0 and RE1. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it took this long, but I guess they were waiting for October. Um, and I guess October of the same year would have been too soon for them. Yeah, makes sense. I'm also considering, like, if you go on, since I use Voodoo so much, uh, as I've said on the show, they're actually, they've got all five Resident Evil movies for 35 bucks. So I'm considering that. Oh, um, I mean, only one of those movies is even half good, Malcolm. So I, I wouldn't even that's like that's no choice at all for me. It's like a hard pass. No thanks. I've been considering it just because you know <laughs> they're about to end the movies. But then again, if I complained about six, then what am I gonna? <laughs> yeah, let me watch the movies that are even worse than the worst video game in the series. <laughs> Let's do that instead the at whole... triple price. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, Malcolm. The whole series is basically because uh, the main actress who plays the character who's not even in the Resident Evil series. <laughs> Mila, what's her name? Mila Jov- Jovokovic or something like that. But is she married to Wes Anderson? She's married to the director. Isn't, that's not Wes, isn't that Wes Anderson? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know that the director for the film she's actually married to. In fact, this this director loves his wife so much, he puts her in everything. Just <laughs> So I guess it's a fantastic trade. I, I assume they love, love Paul each other. W.S. Anderson. That's ah, okay, okay. But the, yeah, that's the base, that's pretty much the thing for entire careers that her director husband just loves <laughs> her being in movies and just puts her in everything so i mean she's good like she's not like she's not what's wrong with those movies 
multi-pass. Yeah, she does a good job. <laughs> Fifth Element reference. There. Yeah, she. she I, I've, I don't think I've ever watched a movie where it's like, God damn, she was terrible. No, she. She does. She oh, does her good. job just fine. I mean, she, I mean, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad at anyone for being for denying themselves a giant paycheck. <laughs> but like, those movies are terrible in spite of her. Yeah, and as much as you pick on the Resident Evil movies, because I've seen them here and there, I'd have to say, in terms of video game movies, they are not the worst. They're probably actually in the category of good. Well, let's not get carried. <laughs> In terms <laughs> of being say, a video that's game, that's anything you can't take back, Malcolm. I ain't say giving it a give it an Oscar, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying don't watch it. It's like not in the name of the king. I mean, it's much better. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the competition. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bar yeah it's like that and postal remember there was a movie for that oh, there were two there was it wasn't weren't there there okay. was it was like Uba this Bowl. Ooh, yeah Uba, he just loves remaking terrible video games or terrible <laughs> movies i should just say <laughs> oh man this is a guy who oh this director this is a director who once challenged every critic who uh shit talked one of his movies to a fight like it was like <laughs> a he challenged him to a boxing match and a lot of people bit and he just like beat him up <laughs> Like, this, this guy doesn't get constructive constructive criticism at all. He's made so many bad fucking videos. Like, he did the House of the Dead movies, too. Oh, yeah. And he created, like, this, like, really terrible movie called Rampage, too. <laughs> it was just about a guy who goes nuts one day and just kill, shoots up an entire town. It was like, this is fucking dark, depressing. <laughs> oh, that actually might be the best of the movies he's done. <laughs> okay, we're going off topic. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, so Resident Evil, it's doing really well. Looking forward to seven. Oh, you were saying you tried out uh, Resident Evil 7? Yeah, I finally played the demo because I figured, why not? So what did you think? That was spooky shit. It was! It is! <laughs> God damn, like I, like I, I, uh, you know, I got the stupid fucking VHS tape or whatever and I watch it and I was like, oh, creepy. But that was a great way to, to go through that, like, the VHS tape. It's like, oh, you play through the tape uh, yourself I as really, its own little play thing. I, I, so, I really like that idea. It spares really you from having to sit through a cutscene because you're still playing <laughs> yeah. the game. Plus, um, I like the flash effect, for lack of a better term, where you could what you do in the tape actually affects you in the present. Right, yeah, um, yeah. Like if you like leave an X somewhere, like they they updated the, the demo apparently. Like if you go into the into the tape or whatever, and you put like an X somewhere, like you move something, like yeah, like when you go back to that spot in in the present time, it's like oh there it is, and you can grab it. There's not much you can actually do with it, but you can have it now. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but yeah, then after watching that, and you look out into the hallway, and this motherfucker just lumbers past the door i was like holy shit that gave me actual fucking chills <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was like oh, God. you know that reminds me of you remember e3 when that that's when the big reveal that this was actually resident evil 7 hit uh-huh. if you uh go to the conference and watch that just this part there's one guy in the audience uh, like what was it called the kitchen or yeah the kitchen yeah it was called the kitchen uh, for when it was uh, just being like demoed for people and there's one guy in the audience and who apparently played through the game and he was freaking out the most during like certain <laughs> parts like I, I swear there was one instance was like he's, he's gonna come out right now and the guy comes out I was like oh holy shit <laughs> oh god but yeah, it does like a lot of things right. Like, especially in the spookiness meter. Like, a lot of people say it stole from uh, PT. But to be fair, the game never came out, so. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> what's what's the harm there? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, not like, yeah. it's not like games don't take stuff from other games, you know? <laughs> Every game is the same, Malcolm. That's that's the real secret. Yep, God of War <laughs> is Dark Souls now, so get ready for that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, like, I've been thinking, like, like, I play 
played like an hour of Resident Evil 1 uh, after playing that. And it's like, like I, I had the idea. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And like, I've got Resident Evil 2. I've got Resident Evil 3 on PSN, you know, as the PS1 classics or whatever. Uh, I've got RE4, 5, kind of like, like I've got the whole series basically, except for RE6 locked up somehow. Um, so I, I flirted the idea. I was like, maybe I'll play through these all for, for October. And then I played like an hour of Resident Evil. I was like, man, this is fucking rough. <laughs> like even with even with all the bells and the so-called modern bells and whistles of the re of the ps4 uh kind of like remaster it's like man this is still real hard to play uh not from like a scary standpoint but from just like a moving around and aiming your fucking gun <laughs> standpoint now, like do they still have tank controls or do they get rid of that no you you have two options you can you can control it like a normal fucking video game with the analog <laughs> Or if you use a D-pad, then it reverts to, to, to tank controls. It's just admittedly kind of cute. It's a cute touch. It's like, okay, you can play with the stupid tank controls if you want to get that deep into it uh, just by using the D-pad. But if you want to play like a human being, you can just use the analog stick. I don't know um, how I ever beat any of these games with tank controls. Cause it's I don't a- know either. Because like <laughs> when, when I noticed that, I was like, all right, let me see how much I can play with the tank controls. And I made it literally five minutes. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, but they, even- they kept that up for a while. They had it until Nemesis for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. That's why Rari 4 was such a fucking revelation because, I mean, <laughs> dude, like, there is no, either it is impossible to oversell, like, and overstate how important of a video game Rari 4 is just for everything. For everything that you play now, basically. Because, uh, I mean, especially because in the scope of Rari 4 specific, or Rari, you know, specifically, you know, those first three games, you know, they always had the fixed camera angles or whatever, which, again, makes it a huge pain in the ass to fucking shoot zombies because uh, you can't really aim. All you can do is kind of point your character in their general direction and hope that they fucking hit them because uh, you can't actually aim but with you know RE4 you got the classic you know behind the character you know over the shoulder look that you see in every single third person shooter now uh, RE4 was the one that originated that and that was such a big huge deal it's like hey look I can play Resident Evil game and not fucking die uh, every 10 minutes yeah 4 now that I think about it 4 is when you could really was the first time you could actually accomplish a headshot on a zombie wasn't yeah, it yeah it really was because you really had to like i think the game based on what i played from re games before that like it's pretty luck based you can get a headshot but i think the game just decides whether or not to give you one at random points i think the only surefire way to do one was if you knocked the zombie down walked up to it pointed down and up to his head and <laughs> but, it's, shot. but it's such a pain he has to do just that because you knock them down you walk up to them uh and well let's pretend this is 1995 you walk up to them with your tank controls uh holding the up button the entire time no matter which direction you're actually facing you hold up to walk forward <laughs> you walk up um you hold the the l1 button to or r1 button back in the day to 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 aim another button to aim down and then x to shoot and then you can might be good to get, to get a headshot like yeah. the whole thing would take you like 30 seconds to execute <laughs> like there there was that way and i love how you say with your tank controls like you're holding it and giving it to the zombie but because yeah, it, it's like on top of the you know the directional buttons where you're fucking trudging with tank controls like you have to press square uh to run if you want to run mm. like with tank controls oh, it was a nightmare and like you'd have to like good luck running and zigzagging like if you're like running you were like running straight <laughs> and if you hit a wall you didn't stop you were just running in place 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of that is is fixed with, you know, the remasters, because, hey, analog sticks, you can just run in the direction, you just point the character in the direction you're holding, and, that, and that's that. Oh, and uh, the other way, the really stupid way to get a headshot is <laughs> if you actually ran up to the zombie and then pointed your gun diagonally up, and uh, if you were able to get it in time before the zombie grabbed you, you could do a headshot just by shooting like that like, <laughs> right in front of the zombie. But yeah, they, they were a pain in the ass before like you would because it was survival horror and you would waste bullets just because they would all go into the body of the zombie pretty much yeah i mean god it's 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 a miracle those games survived uh more than a couple of sequels because man these games are hard to fucking play like it's a good goddamn thing that those games are so atmospheric and the, like the mansions and the police stations are so fucking cool to fucking walk through like the environment is so great in those games uh <laughs> because playing them is fucking impossible right, like uh, if you read if you listen to the behind the scenes story of that first game you find out how much the director how little i don't think he had much of a budget which is why when you play those games i can't imagine he did yeah he, which is why when you play those games when you go into a room it's a still shot you can't control the camera at all so you would have like this focused shot of this one room and you couldn't move around the room at all to better examine stuff uh, <laughs> uh, but oh it's a good game I, i'm gonna have to try playing it again yeah i'm, I'm gonna give it another shot after uh well, i guess not necessarily today because i go i'm playing gears 4 and that's pretty good uh, um, Gears but, of War are doing pretty good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's it, that game is real fucking good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Resident Evil, man. <laughs> like I like I I tweeted it after I played that first time. It's like aiming a gun in that game feels like makes you feel like you're a toddler trying to walk a, a full glass of water across the room. <laughs> you're like without spilling it. It's like uh, like a little to the left, a little to the right. No, no, still all over the floor. Damn it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Uh, nothing will beat that first time you bump into a zombie and that slow turn as it looks at you and starts lumbering towards you. Oh, that was <laughs> terrifying back in the day. Yeah, I mean that. that I mean that's. I mean the the game played to its weaknesses really fucking well though, because um, they never like overwhelm you with like here's thirty zombies in a room for you to mow down with your precise <laughs> fucking third person controls. It's like okay, we know. Like we'll put one, two tops uh, in the hallway, and you can like nervous, and you would feel kind of like the way a character would feel in that situation, right? You're like, oh god, I hope. I hit him uh, like back, slowly backing yourself into a corner trying to make sure you don't die um, so I guess like for it, it's really smart game design for especially considering you know the limitations of the time it's like playing that game there were so many little things that like the game was a perfect horror game for me because number one uh, the spiders in that game I can't give them credit <laughs> to because they look so lifelike they look like what a giant tarantula would look like <laughs> and uh, probably the freakiest level of me especially when they did the remake on a uh, GameCube a while ago was the shark level where it's like essentially you're on these platforms but you're like waist deep in water and it's big enough for like these great whites who would just like come up to you and you get to the end and there's like this giganto shark <laughs> oh god and then you drain the entire level and the sharks are all like flipping up and like ah revenge and <laughs> oh man i was not expecting us to go on such a tangent about resident evil me wow. neither <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad i did I, I have like even if uh like even with it with the mixed experiences i've had gameplay wise i have nothing but the utmost tremendous respect for that game as a series oh that franchise is fantastic and uh, it's like a good wrestler it reinvents itself when it has to <laughs> like uh it rent it 
reinvented itself with RE4 and that reinvention helped out numbers. And now I think the way they're presenting 7, I think, is going to be also like a Phoenix. It's going to re- do great numbers, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Finally, what else happened? <laughs> what else did actually happen? Um, let's see. Ah, they... <laughs> Speaking of games that, cu- that can't come out on time, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that going around now. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, golly. On Wednesday, last week... Um, <laughs> Sony announced that Gravity Rush 2 would not be coming out uh, in 2016 as as previously as previously planned. They have moved that game back to January 20th, uh, 2017. Uh, and in addition, as it as kind of a um, I guess as a kind of a, a makeup for for uh, for that, they are gonna. There was like the DLC for that game is still planned, uh, but instead of being paid, they're just gonna give it away for free. Uh, as, as, it's kind of a make good for for, for that. So that's nice, but but. Fuck! God damn it! <laughs> I really, I really want to play a new a game on my PlayStation Four. I did too. Uh, I, I think it might be strategic as well as uh, technical because I believe there was quite a few games. There was, I remember there was at least one game that was delayed to December sixth too. And uh, on top of that, Final Fantasy comes out like the week before, or at least on paper, allegedly. Right now, it comes out on paper. Uh-huh. It comes out on the 29th of November. But uh, it, it's a bummer because, like, I was joking with you before we started recording. This is all their games, isn't it, for this for the holiday season? Yeah, they don't have much going on anymore uh, before the end of the year. They've got, um, you know, they still got Last Guardian. Uh, they delayed that, but that's still coming out this year. Um, they've got obviously PlayStation VR is is their tentpole for for twenty seven for twenty sixteen, along with that, the PlayStation Pro. But wasn't that that was the game? That was the isn't it coming out in the sixth now? The what? Last Guardian. December, yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. I, I don't personally. I think that was it. I think that they didn't want two of their exclusives going head to head and costing each other sales so they pushed it back but, i guess like i <laughs> to be honest out of i just i don't think many people are gonna buy gravity rush 2 regardless so when it comes out if oh. i'm being perfectly honest with myself I'm like i'm gonna buy the shit out of it because i oh, love yeah. the first game uh like i planned them that game on vita um and i'm super excited to play gravity like i bought gravity rush remastered just because like i did i, I haven't fucking touched it and i don't think i am gonna touch it before gravity rush 2 comes out but like i was happy to buy it to throw any kind of support behind that game and franchise whatsoever yeah I, I hate to say it like that but uh, i did the same thing i bought i still have the heart the disc here in my house i haven't popped it in to play it yet but <laughs> I, I popped it in once and i was like yeah this is still fun uh i have all these other new games that i'm gonna actually play instead but i'm happy to have it that's always the problem you, there, it's always when there's like another game that just came out or there's gonna be a game that comes out like next week that you play or something yeah it's like am i really gonna make time for gravity rush when like uncharted four was about to come out it's like no not really oh, God. <laughs> that's not a hard choice to make like this game that i that i admittedly love but played two and a half years ago or this all new thing that we've been waiting for forever well not a hard choice oh yeah and that's what i'm talking about when, when it's like too close like that you're gonna it's gonna lose attention but uh it's a bummer because uh you know holidays are really important i imagine for game sales you know the kids go up to the parents and <laughs> yes. say, so i'd say it's the most important time for game sales. <laughs> of the year but you know, <laughs> kids make those santa lists and if they can't get it at the holiday season then it then it's no longer a santa gift now you <laughs> now it's the parents like oh when i get it i get it you know for the kid uh 
but it's a bummer. Hopefully, Last Guardian stays for the holiday season because I think that I hate to say that. Speaking of games that I don't know how well they're going to sell, well, I think that might be the best chance that game has if it's a holiday game. Yeah. All right. So that's a bummer. I, I think I do appreciate that they're doing the DLC for free now. There'll probably be some other DLC that is paid, but the fact that we're getting some sort of bone here for the wait is appreciative. Yeah. And one more time, when is the game coming out now? January twentieth. So some a little bit of, just after my birthday. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I, I I hate to say this, but is is that when Resident Evil Seven is coming out? <laughs> I think so. Oh God. Um, let me look into that. Yeah, look <laughs> into that because oh man. <laughs> <laughs> We just spent 30 minutes talking about how Resident <laughs> Evil 7 is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, fuck. Oh, shit. Give me a second. Oh, God. I wish I, <laughs> I wish my phone wasn't dying. I could look it up for you. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I've got my phone right here. January 24th. So oh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Gravity Rush can't win, bro. <laughs> no, no, cannot. Uh, all right. On that happy note, what else happened this, this time? Let's see. Uh, we've got some interesting Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered news here, Malcolm. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple of things here. Uh, first off is that um, if you're planning on buying uh, Infinite Warfare uh, to be able to download Modern Warfare and then sell off Modern, <laughs> then sell off the new game, uh, you're not going to be able to do that because Activision is that uh, you will need the disc for Infinite Warfare to play the Modern Warfare Remastered uh, game uh, on both versions. Um, so appears to, to people like to resell their games i guess yeah, um try to cheat the system like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the way it's going to work is that if you buy it on xbox one the game is going to be on the disc uh on the same disc as as uh infinite warfare uh and if you buy <laughs> and if you buy uh, buy it on ps4 you're gonna have to download it separately um but <laughs> yeah that's crazy you don't like you're not a fan of that not a huge fan of that i mean i understand it it's 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 well within the right and it's a very easy thing to implement for them um but yeah that kind of sucks i I kind of assumed it would just be a separate download uh that you'd be able to play whenever um it does suck that even if you play through infinite warfare uh and enjoy it and decide to sell it off that you won't you'll have to sell off fucking modern warfare alongside it now i think you're seeing it from the bit from what i would say the best customer case scenario of it keep i think there's a lot of people out there that will that would also oh uh buy the game get the game and then immediately return it to get so they get the free maybe oh no no definitely i mean but like that's like but that's an 80 dollar minimum thing to do like i it's just not worth the trouble to do that Like, let me put down an $80 charge on my credit card so I can fucking get this game that's worth $20. Uh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would just see what you're saying there, especially since you're paying this $80 fee. But I, I guess it's considered part of the special edition, so I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, on top of this, Malcolm, another, a different set of news is that if you if you are opting for, for this, this bundle, this Legacy Edition bundle uh, on PlayStation 4, you're going to have to clean up a a lot of space on your hard drive, Mister Mister Spinetti. Oh dear, I, I don't. I have don't you, have you heard? Left. 
<laughs> pull out my Jay Leno here. You hear about this? You hear about this? <laughs> um, have you heard about this? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, to put be the Kevin Eubanks. No, I haven't. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, how much? How much space would you assume this this package uh, consumes? Now, this is both games. Both games. Let's like see. the Legacy Edition package that includes both games uh, has uh, you know all the information on the back of the box. Hey, here's just how much like how many players can play, uh, how much space you need on your hard drive, etc. Cetera, et cetera. How much so, space do you think the pack holds? So just to be clear, it's not a case. This is the hard disk, or is this the downloadable version? This is the hard disk, Mel. Okay, so it sounds like you can't do one or the other. It's got to be all at once. So let's mm-hmm. see, uh, both full games, uh, respectively. I'm gonna say maybe 60, 65 gigabytes. You will need a combined 130 gigabytes. Are you fucking to kidding? Play me? Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare Remastered. That no. <laughs> that is that is what. And this is uh, and this has been confirmed by Activision as well. Um, what kind of balls do you need? <laughs> some chrome plated balls. Wow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's a that's a large that's a large download. A hundred and thirty. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, okay, so so the, this article on Polygon breaks it down in a way that makes some sense, at least in, in my opinion, um, because you'll remember that um, that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is launching with PlayStation Pro support, uh, and PlayStation 4 Pro support obviously means uh, that, you know, the game is going to be much more graphically intensive, meaning that's going to have higher quality textures and better lighting and all that. And that stuff, that kind of stuff does take more space on, on, on a disc or what have you. Um, so obviously it's going to be a bigger game than even like Black Ops 3 last year. Uh, and gotcha. they, they even have like a very helpful chart here like charting the, the size of Call of Duty games over the years. Uh, and the biggest leap previously was like from Black Ops 2 on, on PC uh, to Ghost, which was the first PS4 uh, Call of Duty game. Uh, like on PC, like Black Ops 2 was 16 gigs and then Ghost jumped all the way up to 40. Uh, and you're seeing a pretty similar leap in like, I guess, horsepower uh for hardware so people are estimating that uh like infinite warfare like on pc would be like 90 gigs uh and like regardless of which playstation 4 that you buy the game on you're gonna get the same version uh you're gonna have the same playstation 4 pro version of the game like handy regardless of uh whether you have a pro or not uh so that game is gonna be massive to begin with anyway uh so then you take the i mean it's still kind of absurd that 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 that, like this nine-year-old game would still take up like 40 gigs gigabytes or whatever um do you know if uh fallout 4 took out even 100 gigs or no absolutely not (laughs) i mean that but then again that game came out last year uh i've got the game handy right here let me see fallout 4 was 40 gigabytes according to the back of the box i mean to be fair everything you just said and it is technically two full games here but still wow yeah it's Um, yeah, I mean, the Xbox One has the benefit of, like, you can just easily plug an external hard drive right to the USB drive. Like, for the and the PlayStation 4 doesn't have that luxury. You have to, like, if you want to expand the memory or the storage on, on the PlayStation 4, you do have to back up your old hard drive and then, like, go into the guts of the system, basically, and, and replace the hard drive. And it's a much more intensive process than doing it with the, than what you can do with the Xbox One. So, yeah, like, it sucks. Like, if you, like, even a one terabyte hard drive uh, that I have, um, I have to manage it quite a bit. Like, I, I'm the 
deleting games pretty relatively often, and I've got a terabyte in that thing. I'll probably save up for a new hard drive for one, if one, if not both of the PS4s I have. Yeah, I mean, hard drives are getting to the point where, uh, well, I mean, they're always getting cheaper, but they're all like the <laughs> like the previous benchmarks are always getting cheaper, but they're always you know they're always kind of pushing like oh like as like one or two terabyte drives get cheaper, like but we're also making like ten terabyte drives now. It's like oh god, <laughs> <laughs> and those cost four hundred dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, ten terabytes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like a one or two terabyte drive, you can get those for a reasonable price now. Yeah, they're probably um, like a two terabyte drive is probably the same as a video game at this point, right? That's not good. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, as an external drive, yes. Like, like if you want to buy a Seagate, but like, like I said, you can't just plug it into your PS4. Like you, like if you wanted to buy like an internal drive, those are weirdly more expensive <laughs> than buying like a, an external portable drive. Yeah, you think the easier to use ones would be the one that'd be more. <laughs> expensive yeah uh, yeah that's weird well black friday is coming up maybe we'll be able to find some cheap <laughs> yeah um but yeah point is um if you're, if you're looking into infinite warfare and uh modern warfare uh get ready to clear up some space god damn so if i buy it on psn which is where i'm leaning to right now uh-huh. then uh, will i be able do you think i'll be able to download the game separately or will it be like in one gigantic cluster <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, if you buy it digitally right now, you can get... They will give you Modern Warfare now to play anyway. Because, uh, okay. uh, yeah, PlayStation has that exclusivity going where you can play Modern Warfare Remastered right now if you pre-order the game uh, digitally or physically. Um, like, I just pre-ordered the game today, like, right before <laughs> before starting this recording. So I haven't gotten my code yet to, to download Modern War- uh, Warfare yet, but I will get it soon because if you buy the Legacy Edition or whatever um, beforehand, they'll, they'll give you the code at some point. And you bought uh, it online player. or like on. no i bought i bought a physical copy okay okay um yeah if you buy it online yeah you'll like i said you'll be able to download those separately god damn i i, I am probably most definitely going to get it i've been it's just a matter of do i pre-order final fantasy first or do i get this first but may i guess it would make more sense to pre-order this first just so i can play the game earlier but yeah final fantasy is definitely a must get for, for sure but this yeah, but this game is looking really good i've heard i've loved you were actually the one who sold me on it like before it was like uh it's Call of Duty, maybe, but uh, you, you know, you were really passionate about it, Joe. Really, really <laughs> I mean, like it's 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 actually kind of funny to go back to back on these stories because, like, like Resident Evil Four, the original Modern Warfare, it's hard to overstate the importance of that game for what it means for that genre. Uh, like, basically, it's like not just you know multiplayer first person shooters, but so many games with multiplayer uh, kind of like cribbed so many ideas from the original Modern Warfare that it's kind of silly. Um, and even games like, and even like even thinking about games like Uncharted, like the original uncharted came out the same year as the original modern warfare but like modern warfare was such a bombastic game that i can't help but think that like uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 kind of like took a lot of those cues it's like oh yeah we can go bigger with this series actually <laughs> um and kevin do- spacey um no i mean like uncharted kind of like looking at at call of duty saying it's like holy shit look what they did with like like look at the story beats that they hit in in their game let's let's see if we can up the ante with ours like i like i can't yeah like looking at uncharted 2 in a post like modern warfare world it's like yeah i can kind of see how they decided to up the ante uh after looking at something like modern warfare 1 to be fair they do a good job yeah they've done a tremendous job uh i'm i'm really excited for infinite warfare ever since i saw that uh e3 demo Mm -hmm. where you're like in the starship then you're fighting on the deck and like ripping people's air masks off in space then you like go in you're fighting robots like it looks really really awesome even though it kind of feels like they're just did a remake of resistance like uh, <laughs> like 
like you're fighting space aliens evading earth and whatnot it, it does feel like granted this feels better than resistance this actually feels like what resistance could have should have been <laughs> but i digress man resistance 3 what a game mm, yeah indeed i didn't i did not like that they killed nathan hale spoilers for <laughs> whoa spoilers for a game that you can't buy your access very easily at all anymore no no <laughs> <laughs> If they ever do a Resistance 4, then we'll start seeing the remakes of the... Oh, man. <laughs> There's like a negative percent chance of that ever happening, but yeah. No, it's not. It's never coming. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to... Oh, man. man Resistance 3 was so good. It was. It was actually a fun game, despite me not liking the story, but I loved the weapons I always thought were really yeah, cool. Like the... that, like a, <laughs> it felt like they'd finally figured out what they wanted Resistance to actually be with Resistance 3, and then it's like, oh, well, we're actually kind of done with it now. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Come on. The Revolver which bullets were actually grenades so you could shoot an enemy and then hit a second trigger that yes. would detonate it. Oh, that, that is such a good gun. It's still one of my favorite <laughs> revolvers. Uh. It's like, oh, this is all I need right here. <laughs> Man. Oh, God, I missed that game. All right, moving on. What else happened this period? Let's see. Uh, there's some interesting news because I, like speaking of, I guess, Fallout 4 again, <laughs> uh, I haven't been keeping up with, with Fallout 4 since I stopped playing it towards the end of last year. Mm. Um, but apparently, like, like if you remember, Malcolm, mod support was uh, promised for that game uh, a very long time ago. And obviously, mods are always a very important part of PC releases. But Xbox One players have been able to play with mods since, like, May. Um, and Bethesda, like, a while ago <laughs> like like it just never came to ps4 and, and bethesda a few weeks ago was like eh, actually we're not gonna be putting mods on ps4 because something like sony like the way they put it they're like frankly sony isn't quite letting us do this the way we want so we're just not gonna do it <laughs> yeah and it was that, pretty much a tweet that just put all the entire ball or the entire blame on sony without putting the blame on sony if you catch my drift yeah and frankly i believe it because like i feel like microsoft is more protective of their service even than sony is and they managed to get mods on their version of the game perfectly fine. <laughs> so when they say that Sony didn't really play ball, I kind of believe it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. To the point where they kind of back, they came back last week and said, <laughs> after kind of speaking with Sony, uh, no, the way they put it is, hold on, what, what was the exact word here? Um, but they did they did say that, yeah, that they are going to be getting mod support on, on, on Fallout 4 for PS4 after all. Finally! Uh, yeah, <laughs> damn, near, damn near a year after the game actually came out. Um, here, hold on a sec. Got it up here. Me. Yeah, let's see. They're excited to get modding to our PlayStation fans who've supported us for so long. Um, yeah, first, um, it's important to note that it will be coming to Skyrim first. Uh, Skyrim comes out, the special edition the, on PS4 and Xbox One. That comes out 25th, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, or no, the 28th, according to this. Of this uh, month? Yeah, that's going to be Friday. Um, yeah, when Skyrim launches on PS4, that's going to have mod support from, uh, from the jump, I guess. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, it will be coming to, to, to Fallout. For. And yeah, mod support will come to Skyrim first. We and Sony have worked hard to make this possible, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Um, the important thing to note is that um, on PlayStation Four, mods can only be can only be used if they use like in-game assets. Uh, one of the big things in in modding, <laughs> uh, like a PC game, is that oh, you can do some crazy shit like with Skyrim. It's like oh, let's make all the dragons instead of roaring, <laughs> instead of making them roar, we'll give them Macho Man Randy Savage's voice. It's like okay, I remember that one. Yes, <laughs> that's that's something you're going to be able to do uh with ps4 mods Aww. um so uh, you can mod anything
everything that's in the game using stuff that's in the game, but you can't pull stuff out from outside the game and put them in the game, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but in some form or fashion, yes, you'll you'll be able to finally play mods uh, on Bethesda games on your PS4, seemingly by the end of the year. Um, another interesting thing, too, as part of the story is that Skyrim will also render in native 4K on PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, Which, after that last story with Call of Duty, has me really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe it'll be like 100 gigs. Be like 300 gigabytes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> your one terabyte drive on your PlayStation 4 Pro will be just Bethesda games. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's 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 cool to note because um because uh what a lot of games i I figure are going to do with playstation 4 pro is that even though they will be outputting in 4k i assume a lot of stuff will be upscaled to 4k but this will be native to 4k Mm. uh at least as far as skyrim is concerned so that's really neat i i've been kind of debating about whether or not i should get uh skyrim again because like i like i enjoyed it on xbox 360 but i didn't i put a fraction of the time that other people did uh in that game like people spent like weeks i mean and i mean like weeks of in-game time like clock time uh into that game uh whereas i put in a relatively tiny 30 hours um i don't know i I might check that out i remember when i first played it actually when i was in college our library we could rent video games which was really cool and uh, i rented skyrim and uh i i think i played it for a few hours and at that point i was like uh yeah i'm done Uh, (laughs) it was like around the point where i was escorting john luke Picard through these hallways and then we get attacked and i see the enemy raise his sword and start to get start to slash but just as he's about to hit time stops as john <laughs> Picard looks at me and i guess this is supposed to be him like giving me a message before he dies like i'm gonna die now but i need you to do this <laughs> and he proceeds to cut like this 15 minute promo as this guy is stuck in time <laughs> 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 It was like, if you could stop time like this, Picard, you might want to take two steps to the left just to avoid the slash <laughs> while you're at it. But uh, And then I started doing what I typically do in a lot of Sky, Skyrim games, and that's collect a lot of spoons and plates and <laughs> stuff from people's house because <laughs> they might be useful. Like, the only time they ever were useful, to the game's credit, was fa- was Fallout 4, where you could, like, disassemble a, the plates and spoons and stuff and make guns out of it. I was like, all yeah. right. Excellent. Conversely, that shit was boring and shitty as fuck. It's like I don't want to build a settlement. Thanks, so. though. Se- like, free- fend for yourselves, people. Jesus, <laughs> why, why do you need me to build you a freaking door? I mean, like on. I have all this other shit to do. Leave me alone. <laughs> and you just stand there as monsters come in and attack. <laughs> Jesus, God damn. We're gonna. You have. I've given you ray guns. Come on. But anyway. <laughs> So I'll probably rent it, though, just for the sake of seeing, because, like, I, I will admit, uh, at that boring conference that Sony did not too long ago, I was greatly impressed by the graphical update that the game got, just for being, you know, on just for being on PS4 now, for Christ's sakes, let alone Pro, when whenever that comes. <laughs> so uh, I'll probably just do it just to see it and how it looks, but chances are I, I don't think I will be playing the whole game through, so we'll see. All right, what else happened? Do what else happened? Happened. Ah, here's some uh, some good news for all you boys and girls that have been waiting for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Good news, uh, everyone. With, with bated breath, uh, is that, yes, Ubisoft finally is actually working on Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, if you, <laughs> and if you remember, Malcolm, this sequel was announced seven years ago, uh, way back in 2008. Uh, uh, and, man, yeah, they... what. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, okay, so Michelle Ansel, uh, the creator, the designer behind Beyond Good and Evil, and, oh, and the creator of Rayman. So a lot of good stuff on his part over at Ubisoft. Um, he posted a new piece of artwork on his Instagram account a while ago. Let's uh, say a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, they confirmed that that they are finally going all in on actually developing this damn game and getting it out at some point in the future. <laughs> I was about to say, this must be how you kind of felt whenever you'd hear an update on Last Guardian. It's yeah, like which uh, this game is somehow surpassing in terms of length of time <laughs> I've waited for. It's like unless it's to announce a re- release date, I don't want to hear. Hey, we're working on. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me forget, and when you come back at E3 with the trailer, it'll be like this gigantic surprise or what happened. Yeah, man, Jesus. Like seriously, <laughs> I'm surprised the back like people didn't just like backlash at this. Hey, we're working on it. Yeah, fuck, no fucking kidding. <laughs> it's oh man, Jesus, it's crazy because it's like at least with like Final Fantasy and Last Guardian, like they were actively working on it. Uh, you know, not getting their shit together, but they were working on it. Or so with uh, Beyond Good and Evil too, like they created that one tiny like 30 second teaser trailer seven years ago <laughs> um and said hey look we're working on it and then apparently just never actually worked on it and they are finally going hey we're actually producing it now it's like cool great <laughs> and to be fair square enix and uh whatever the hell the name of the studio that's making last guardian what was it called team Ico, man. team Ico, thank you they're let's be fa- let's be frank they're known for taking their sweet ass time <laughs> in video games not to the point where it's been 10 flipping years but it it's, they they've known to take a while on it. <laughs> this studio, I think they've done one. Like what 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 studio made Beyond Good and Evil? Um, I forget. What, it's probably Ubisoft Montpellier. If it's gonna be uh, this guy, yeah. Uh, well, I, I know Ubisoft doesn't typically take twenty years to make. A no, game. not. There's no excuse for this. Like even his other games that he's worked on before, like oh, come out, you know, at a relatively fucking reasonable rate. Like Rayman games have come out, you know, they've announced them like cool, and it's out in a year. Like, like that. To, to like give an example, imagine if Assassin's Creed came out, got like the reviews it got, and was critically acclaimed, and then they said, "All right, get ready, we're going to make a sequel," and it's been ten <laughs> years later. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Assassin's Creed stealing all the developers. <laughs> yep. Oh god. But yes, yeah, seriously. At this point, you know, unless it's to announce a release date or to give out a really kick-ass trailer that shows at least 10 minutes of gameplay, I I don't want to hear anything else from about this game. Yeah. It's like getting to my number 9 levels of annoyance, but <laughs> uh all right, anyway. What else happened this period? Uh let's see. The PlayStation Experience, Malcolm, that which has been so successful uh since Sony launched it as kind of like a fan gathering celebrating the platform. Uh we've got a date for this year's showing. Uh, PlayStation Experience. You can go get some over at, at December third. At <laughs> December third is when that starts up. Or is it December third? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah well, because yeah, they have like a conference as well. Uh, December third at ten eight p.m. with the PlayStation Showcase. What is that? Um. Hold on. I'm just gonna go to the PlayStation. There you go. Actual uh, block here. So I'm excited by this. I just to cover you as you look it up. Yeah. Uh, December third and fourth in Anaheim, California, inside the Anaheim Convention Center. Uh. Yeah. You'll be able to get your hands on playstation pros and playstation uh, vrs uh run right out of the building with them too (laughs) run right out of the building just take (laughs) one whatever's not bolted down you can just have and take (laughs) here it goes in your hand oh we should have probably tied that to something oh well (laughs) 
Uh, I'm actually pretty excited. Like the last one of these, we got some interesting news. Like the last one, uh, well, the conference was actually, we, we saw some cool things, but it was like sort of made weirdly. Like it started off by showing us actual gameplay of the Final Fantasy VII remake, if you remember that. And that was the high point of the entire thing. The rest <laughs> of it was cool, but, you know, wasn't quite there. Though I think Sony conferences have gotten much better since then, you know, despite the garbage train wreck that was this TV conference that they had not too long ago. Yeah. Which is what it essentially was, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, please buy our Sony H freaking uh, 4K TVs, please. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see what we get. Uh, we do, we have plenty of games coming out this this time around. As we just discussed, uh, uh, Last Guardian is coming out like what? two Like three, two days later? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be right around the corner. And the next month, it'll be Gravity, Gravity Rush. Uh, another PlayStation exclusive that unfortunately doesn't get much love that I believe comes out in January in the West, Joe. Yakuza Zero. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably not be there. <laughs> God damn because, it, <laughs> because there's one thing Sega's not good at. It's marketing their Yakuza games. Uh, I, I'm excited for the game just because I played, the, <laughs> I played uh, the first one, was a really big fan of it. I could not find Yakuza 2, and by then <laughs> the PlayStation 3 had me enthralled. But Yeah, I'm sure those are fine, terrific games, but it's like I'm always surprised that, that a new one ever comes out because like Sega seems actively disinterested in selling copies of those games every time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is, like, pretty much the Yakuza series absolutely murders in Japan. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's a Japanese simulator for Christ, and you don't really get that too often. Like, they, they're very careful to call it a sandbox, but it's more or less an open world game <laughs> where you can go do all the Japan stuff like karaoke, dancing, pachinko, and all the awesome stuff. As well as the fact that you're freaking doing wrestling moves in street fights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's Yakuza Zero, so so this is technically the very first story. You get to meet Kazuya Kiryu for the first time. And most importantly, my favorite character of that series, Goro Mijima, is for the first time in the numbered history history of the uh, of the game, is going to be a playable character as they're the two protagonists that you switch around. And Joe, have you seen the trailer showing off uh, Goro for the first time? No, because why, why would I watch it? You don't watch trailers. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the character Goro is, you know, he's known as the mad dog of the Dojima clan. And, because uh, he's freaking crazy. <laughs> like, this is the guy that'll cross-dress as a woman just to sneak in and stab and kill somebody. He's uh, very, very over the top. He's very crazy, and you never know what he's going to do, even attack you. Who he's actually really good friends with uh, Ka- Kazuma Kiryu. And you get to see his beginnings. In the beginning, he wasn't crazy. He, like, And you, you're always wondering why. Like, But in the seven, there there's a 17 minute trailer that was released and it shows like the first time you see a Dojima and he's actually the manager of a cabaret in Japan and he basically works customer service. It's like the beginning of the game this guy is being a loud mouth and is touching the hostesses in the Donald Trump way and uh, Goro comes in. He doesn't yell at the guy. He's like sir, we have strict rules and whatnot that we can do da 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 and he's being like full <laughs> customer service mode and finally the guy is like I'm gonna fucking kick your ass and Dojima just dodges him and like fr- and like lets him run around and ba- basically you can tell he could if he wanted to he could destroy this guy but he's just being a full-on retail consultant and i'm watching this i'm like okay this explains perfectly why he goes crazy he works customer service <laughs> excellent 
it. <laughs> but it made me really, really look forward to the game even more, especially since this is probably the quickest they've released a Western release of a, one of their Yakuza games. Usually it takes a year or so. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a uh, PlayStation X. Are you excited about this, Joe? Um, well, as excited as I can reasonably be for something that I can't actually attend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it'll be a conference that uh, we get to report on, so I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see what comes out of that. You think history will repeat itself and we'll see some more Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> I fucking hope so. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of dropped off. We were like seeing it like all the major PlayStation conferences, and then it wasn't at E3, and we haven't heard about it since. Mm, yeah. And it did We're... look good. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I imagine, I, I can understand personally with Final Fantasy XV, being re- released being right around the corner they're probably focusing everything on that which they have they they're you know they released animes and uh, movies and special editions that don't include season passes and all that <laughs> good stuff so I, I think right they want the attention to be on this and not kingdom hearts or final fantasy 7 they're like no 15 rolling on 15 which by the <laughs> way i've heard nothing but great reviews for especially from people who just tried out demos at various conventions and what have you. so i'm really hopeful yeah all right moving on what else happened speaking of japanese games malcolm oh uh what's the publisher this nis america uh have announced that dangon rampa is coming to playstation 4 that dangon rampa uh, dangon rampa is making its way from playstation vita uh in a collection of dangon rampa one and two it's called dangon rampa one and two reloaded uh <laughs> and it will hit playstation for uh sometime in 2017 for the cool price of sixty dollars uh if you get the collector's edition that they're offering um guessing it has a plushie of uh what is the name of that teddy bear goddamn i forget because <laughs> i haven't actually played it well much like uh yakuza monokuma is... monokuma thank you much like uh yakuza is uh sells like gangbusters it's pretty much gta for japan o- over in japan <laughs> uh freaking dagon rapa which i know i'm mispronouncing but it's like every time i hear that name i think of freaking dirty dick slater with the heavy country accent like that <laughs> dagon rapa <laughs> but anyway D- dagon rapa <laughs> Essentially, the gameplay is you wake up and you're with like these group of students in this mansion. And uh, Monokuma, this tick, it's pretty much combine a yin yang with a teddy bear, and you have Monokuma, who's like evil on one side and looks like a sweet, innocent teddy bear on the other side. And he basically tells you there will be trials, and uh, you guys need to figure it out, or else you will die. And what happens throughout the game is various <laughs> members of your party get murdered. No, yeah, the the conceit being that you can only escape is if you can murder someone in the group and get away with it mm-hmm. so during the course of the game characters get murdered and then you all meet and you have to sort of much like it's kind of like in uh what what are those phoenix right uh things called again what are the ace games attorney called? ace attorney thank you much like the ace attorney games you have to like look at evidence at the crime scene and uh you know do te- you know question other members of your party to try and figure out like who did it why and conclusively prove that, that that person did it on top of that you have to be right or else you're pretty much murdered and uh, <laughs> there's actually this big overarching storyline to the entire games and uh the significance of this collection is uh da- it? dangan rapa <laughs> 
the third the third entry in the game series is coming out not too long after this collection's release. So I assume it's to get us Westerners excited for this game. And uh, it is considered a a classic and an exclusive for the system. So uh, yeah, if if you like the Ace Attorney games, I think you'll be interested in these games. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe, what else happened this week? This period. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Um, I got some relatively new news here, Malcolm. Oh, um, it did happen this week. There you go. <laughs> this did actually happen this week. Uh, if you owned, if you bought a PlayStation 3 console between the dates of, where did they, I had the dates right here, damn it. Between the, <laughs> between the dates of, uh, God damn it, I just had it. <laughs> this is terrible. Between last Monday and this Okay, Friday. between November 1st, 2006 and April 1st, 2010, you, sir, may be eligible to get some money back from Sony based on the settlement in the class action lawsuit. Hmm. All right, so what happened was, Malcolm, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, uh, the PlayStation 3 had Is other OS functionality. Yes, it had other OS functionality, which meant that you could, sir, install Linux in your PlayStation 3 for reasons known only to fucking giant nerds <laughs> with nothing better to do than fucking hack their PS3s for no good reason. Um, but uh, by April 2010, Sony, um, they removed that feature with the sus- with the software update uh, saying that, you know, they wanted to plug some security holes and, like, we don't support this anymore. Um, so, obviously, some people got mad saying, hey, I bought this to be able to do that, which is fair. Uh, the functionality existed. You could use it. Uh, if you bought, it's a ridiculous reason to buy a console, but if that's what you did, hey, you you have every right to be upset. So, anyone who purchased a fat PS3, as they are lovingly called even in the settlement, <laughs> uh, between November 1st, 2006 and April 1st, you are eligible to uh, participate in the settlement. So, what you do is you submit a claim form on the settlement website, which uh, which I guess I can put a link to in, in the story for this po- for this uh, podcast episode. Um, you put some proof of purchase for the PS3 plus the PSN ID, uh, and anyone who claims there with a claim uh, will be will be eligible for upwards of fifty five dollars uh, back from Sony. You will get nine dollars back uh, just for having a PlayStation by that around that time. If you actually did use the Linux uh, portion of the PlayStation, you will be eligible for upwards of fifty five dollars. Hmm. Do you recall if you got one around those times, Joe? Yeah, I got a PS3 like a month after lunch. I'd have to double check. I know I got a PS3 around when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. Then you would be eligible. I would be eligible. Okay. Or a cool $9. (laughs) Because I assume that you did not install Linux on your PS3. I did not install Linux. (laughs) That's the thing about these mass settlements. Like, people think that, like, oh, I'm going to get all this money back for something I barely did. And, like, no, not really. Like, I remember there was this thing with AT&T and Samsung where Samsung was sued and a big settlement was reached where everyone who had a Samsung would get a cut of it. And a lot of people were getting checks for, like, 56 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, the whole point, I guess is to make sure like even like obviously as you did a video between thousands or even millions of people that comes out to not a lot but the the real point of the whole like of any sort of lawsuit this of, of this type uh is to get them to pay some amount of money to begin with like obviously like nine dollars or even fifty five dollars is like is not like a life-changing amount of money but like combined it's like oh yeah that's that's in the amount of money that someone you'd rather not have to pay out so that's the kind of thing that deters them from fucking up in the future mm. so even 
though it's only nine dollars, um, it's nice to see that Sony is made to pay for some sort of transgression. All right, I'll have to check it out then. I'm sure that I can put that nine dollars to some good use. Hey, man, yeah, I can buy a downloaded game for that. <laughs> I can uh, put that towards something. Excellent. All right, what else happened this period? Let's see. Bloodstained. Remember, Malcolm was delayed to 2018. Uh, when we when we last spoke, we were talking about that game being delayed seemingly into next century. <laughs> um, but we got a couple of uh, updates here. All right. uh, the most important update, I guess, is that uh, Koji Igarashi uh, was interviewed by uh, by IGN, uh, kind of to talk about the game and kind of why it was delayed into 2018. And the the reasons he gave two reasons basically. Uh, one is kind of standard uh, response, and the second is, is something that makes a lot of sense. Then come to, is something that makes a lot of sense once you actually think about it. Uh, but something that people don't usually consider uh, was the game of its type. But let, the, the obvious, uh, we'll start with the obvious reason, uh, and that's that you know Igarashi obviously wants to make a game of high quality, and high quality games are hard to make. Basically, uh, he kind of explained about how the graphics are, you know, high, even though it's a traditional like Metroidvania type game, uh, you know, obviously making designing a game like that and making it good <laughs> obviously is not very easy. Um, and also the graphical fidelity of the game is much more intensive than than you would normally see in games of that type. Uh, so that obviously makes a lot of sense. That's that's a pretty standard answer uh, as far as that's concerned. But another thing to think about is that, of course, the game was funded on Kickstarter, uh, the most funded game on Kickstarter uh, in that site's history. Um, really? Even suppressing net number nine? Oh, yeah. Nice, um, nice. But yeah, what, what people, I guess, don't really, what I hadn't even considered honestly uh is that you know as you make more money like you set a goal on kickstarter obviously and then as you surpass it you can start saying you know start setting like stretch goals like hey if we get this much money we'll add this or we'll add that and you know as the most kickstarter game in kickstarter history um they were able to add a lot of stretch goals to that game um but obviously adding features to a game doesn't <laughs> like you can't just add features to, you can't just snap your fingers and add those features that like the more features you add the more time it actually takes so that's just something that they i guess even he didn't really consider it's like you can't just you know add these can't just bolt down these features like adding more features adds more time uh so obviously the more stretch goals that people were able to fulfill uh were kind of unwittingly adding to the development time as well so that makes a lot more sense as well at least or at least is a more interesting answer than the boilerplate oh i want to make a good game so it takes a lot <laughs> like well no shit <laughs> Uh, is there anything else, or is that pretty much it? Oh, that's pretty much it. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, I th- number one, I think this shows how much people have learned from the disaster that was Mighty Number no. Nine. Because mm-hmm. number one, he didn't say like, "Oh, I'm going to delay it six months." You know, he said, "No, no, let's be realistic." 2018 <laughs> like gives him enough, like quite a bit of time, and it spares us from having our parts ripped out when it's delayed like six times on its way to being released. So <laughs> yeah. I actually appreciate that and the fact that uh you know like mighty number no. nine really gave us little to no communication on everything it was just like as you said it's just i want to make a good game so please bear with us as we delay <laughs> it for another two three months or something. like, <laughs> like so the, so the reason that everybody gives for their delay got it <laughs> yeah and uh not only did he like give us the you know he did uh he actually gave us communication on the situation telling us that you know this is why yes it's to do this but there's also all this stuff that we were 
were able to do do because of all the stretch goals reached so that's going to eat up some more time too and you know he was I, th- I felt like it was a very honest approach which is appreciative like you can you'd be amazed like how many fires you can prevent just by having communications with the people interested in the game just mm-hmm. being up front and saying like okay this is the this is the deal kids and which i, I would love it if that's how you put it out there but <laughs> <laughs> hey kids this <laughs> <laughs> why our horror game is taking so long but yeah yeah so i'm okay it, it actually i it was like actually really bummed the first time it, it was announced uh, but i appreciate that he came out and was so frank with us so it's uh it's made not only alleviated me of a lot of the uh for lack of a better term heartache about the game being played <laughs> but at the same time it makes me more hopeful that this game because i already like how they're going about it better than what happened with mighty number no. nine mm-hmm. like i can you can tell that this is his focus right now. He's not kickstarting another game with an anime series or anything like that. <laughs> Before He's, the original thing is even out. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I already feel, like, much better about this game going forward. And I, I, I have high hopes for it, though. Mm-hmm. All right. What else happened this period? Let's see. We've got a release date for the latest episode of Telltale's Batman series. Um, they've been coming up pretty steady clip. Uh, the new episode is not breaking that streak, fortunately, and will be available digitally on October. October 25th uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, so it's a literal Christmas gift. <laughs> it might be. Like, it, like at, at its current rate, it's going to be a standard five-episode series. And at its current rate, it might eke out its final episode right before uh, the end of the year, making it eligible for our Game of the Year tournament Um Seriously. But, so there, all right, so this is the third episode on the 25th. Yeah, so the fourth episode, if if they keep this pace, would be next month. And then episode the fifth and final episode uh, in December, hopefully. Uh, so I thought you said December 5th for some reason. but No, I, no, I said, no, the fifth episode. Okay, okay. So, all right. Uh, so, yeah, it might actually make it, which means I'd have to squeeze it in before the game of the year. <laughs> oh, there, there's a lot of shit coming. We you know, probably... if you if you were just buy it now, you could just play it gradually. Just that... an hour or two at a time now. Is it, is it really that that short? Each episode is that short? Just an hour or two? I'd say about two hours. Okay. Maybe a little less. I, I may have to do that just in time for the third episode, just to get started then expect me to be really annoyed if it comes out like <laughs> this january 2nd just like you son of a bitch <laughs> i mean <laughs> obviously it's cheaper to get the season pass at 20 bucks or whatever but like five bucks per episode is very doable welcome yeah that's fair <laughs> that is quite fair um so yeah i'll, I'll check that out I, i've heard nothing but good things so far on the batman series great yeah, you know and uh yeah so all right, give the, i'll give that a shot we'll see what happens all right all right what else happened this this t- period I oh man think, i um, think of a new word for we got there all right <laughs> it's possible that someone can get the dick scared off again malcolm because bulletstorm full clip edition has been rated for ps4 oh, xbox one man at pc in brazil um according to the listing on the brazil advisory rating board uh bulletstorm full clip edition is slated for release sometime in 2017 uh interestingly enough here published by gearbox software not ea as originally uh happened with the original release um yeah didn't the original company was it ea who originally did it because i thought the studio went out of business that made the game yes so well okay so it's it's fairly tricky uh development history or at least as far as bullet storm is concerned uh it was 
primarily developed by People Can Fly um, with Epic Games kind of like helping them all out um, along the way. Um, but primarily it was People Can Fly and it was published by EA. And <laughs> and uh, the end of that game leaves leaves a lot of room for a sequel. Uh, and obviously that did not happen. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> and since the game's release, uh, yeah, the, the, the developer did go under. Uh, People Can Fly, I believe they go under. Or no, no, actually no. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me double check here. Because those people flew back to their home, <laughs> never to make games for Earth again. No, no, that no, they're still around. Okay, that's that's my bad here. <laughs> but they are no longer. They they used to be owned by Epic Games. That's what happened. Epic ah, Games. Ah, okay. Subsidiary of Epic, uh, and then they gained their independence uh, after the release <laughs> of the game. They yeah. became an independent company, uh, and along the way, they acquired the rights to uh, Pink or not Pink. Um, to uh, to Bulletstorm, so they have Bulletstorm now, and um, I guess that they sought a publishing partner for this, and they landed on Gearbox. Gearbox is publishing uh, or, or, or reportedly publishing this game, um, which is interesting because Gearbox, is, as far as I know, is not really a full time publisher at all. They all of their games are released have been released by 2K uh, recently, between Battleborn and Borderlands and and Duke Nukem. Oh God, <laughs> that's interesting. Gearbox is one of those. It's like the plat. It's like platinum games where the game is re- either really awesome or it's like eh. <laughs> no it's more like the one series is really awesome and everything else they ever touch is terrible that that's fair that's right really <laughs> it's like who gives a sh- like oh man like platinum games is hit or miss but like they hit more often than they miss yeah fun bit of backstory here for those of you who've been following us for a really long time may remember we used to be a, a three-man band We're yes three-man band and uh <laughs> uh former host of the the show tyler lee was actually a huge 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 fan of this game and actually recommended that i get a game at all cost which i actually did do for ps3 from it, it was literally the last thing i ever got at blockbuster as i bought it from <laughs> blockbuster going out of business sadly though not too long after i got it uh my playstation went down and it took a while to repl- to fix and by the time it got fixed and all that i was already knee deep in playstation 4 once again nice nice so i actually really excited because i never really got a chance to play this game and uh especially if i'm playing a remaster and especially if uh this means that we might actually get that sequel we've been waiting forever on yeah i might have to pull a gravity rush and buy this regardless of whether or not i have time to play it <laughs> just to throw my support behind it because man that game was so much fun it was i heard it was really really goofy and uh, i cannot if it if it comes out in memory of tyler lee <laughs> And his contributions to the show, I would definitely uh, put down some money. <laughs> Tyler Lee Memorial uh, Bulletstorm Edition. <laughs> oh, I wonder what he's up to. I'll take <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, I'm really stoked. All right. What else happened this period? Let's see. From Software, Malcolm apparently is working on not one, not two, but three different games. Uh, the interesting thing, none of these games should be a Souls game if you believe what the creator said. Which is perfectly fine by me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Miyazaki, um, Itataka Miyazaki, of course. Uh, I, he, I think he's the president of the company now. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, the uh, 
the the creative force behind uh, behind the Souls games. Um, but yeah, he had he gave an interview to IGN where he talked about what uh, what he's working on basically, or what From Software is working on. And he said, "quote So there are several titles that we are currently working on. Some of them are dark fantasy, <laughs> nudge nudge. Some of which which could be a mech game. Uh, that's one thing. The second thing is that one of the new titles I've been working on will probably comply with the expectations from the fans in a straightforward manner. The last thing is that another title probably will be a little bit weird when we actually announce the title." Probably fans will react with, oh, what the hell is this very weird game that Miyazaki has created? <laughs> that, that is definitely a translation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they pressed them on what those ga- what when those games could actually be, especially when you said mech. And uh, yeah, f- f- like before they decided to make a deep dive with Dark Souls, uh, From Software is mostly known for their Armored Core series. And yes, he, say, yeah. he confirmed that, yes, we are working on Armored Core, uh, but did not offer any additional details beyond that so one armored core one game that'll actually now this is the guy who made dark souls but yet we're gonna see this game and think what the hell which i don't know if there was a better way to get you excited or anticipated for a game than this because <laughs> i'm trying i'm scratching my head like what what what, what could we possibly expect like a futuristic game oh. is you can try making metal gear i mean <laughs> or is it gonna well, be like cuddly creatures and or even be like freaking little big planet <laughs> Well, Malcolm, I mean, he didn't work on the game when it originally released on Xbox One or on Xbox. Uh, but I have mentioned this before. Actually, I think last time we were talking about what was next for From Software, um, I brought up Metal Wolf Chaos, Malcolm. Uh, he didn't work on that game before, but that would definitely be a game that tell, that you would play and think, what the fuck was anybody thinking when they came up with any of this? But this is awesome, and that, that's all I want to do is play this. Um, I told you about the game before, Malcolm. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the game where uh, you play as the president of the United States of America, Michael Wilson, and in a violent coup d'etat, the vice president seizes power, seizes control of the the armed forces, and you, the the, uh, ousted president in your fucking mech suit, decides to take power back, and it's, 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 I I have no fucking idea how this game never came out here in America, because this seems like, I feel like this game would have sold 8,000 million copies, (laughs) and, like, (laughs) like, what the fuck? How did this never, like, the game is in English, too, like, it says, Japanese subtitles, but they never—they just never fucking bought it here. God damn! Maybe we'll finally get that sequel. Let's get that in there. Let's get either Metal Wolf Chaos remastered or or a new game in that series. So Armored Core, a game that's going to make us say what the fuck. And what was the third one? Um, so he said Dark Fantasy, which uh, that yeah, makes you said, think Dark Souls. Yeah, you? I know. <laughs> I'm just telling you what he said. Welcome. <laughs> I'm surprised the interviewer didn't just like right there say so. So Dark Souls? No, just a Dark Fantasy. So Dark Souls. Uh-uh. Dark Souls. Okay, got it. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll be dim spirits. Dim spirits. <laughs> 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 Gray spirits. <laughs> God. Dim spirits. I like that. Right. Well, I'm excited. Uh, like I said when we re- reported on the story last time, uh, it's very smart. If he's saying, I don't want to make a Dark Souls game, awesome. And they said, all right, whatever you want to do now. Because, you know, as we learned from Kojima, you know, artists aren't fucking machines. They're not going to just crap no. out this shit forever. You, it is possible to burn them out and then they never want to make a game for you ever again. So. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. and to you know so, sort of see things from the Joe perspective. We we've been getting these dark, these Souls games at a pretty consistent rate. I think it was like every two three years we've been getting a new <laughs> a one. A pretty steady fucking cliff to say the least. And that's not including the DLCs in between. Like uh, Dark Souls Two, I believe had like five DLCs leading up <laughs> to Dark Souls yeah. Three, and we're like, just, go ahead. fucking Demon Souls came out in two thousand and nine, and since then we've gotten that. We've gotten three Souls Dark Souls games. We've gotten fucking Bloodborne and all the DLC for those games. Yep. It's like we can hang it up. We can hang it up. Like it, it was a really good run. Let, let, let's be honest here. They <laughs> had a good run. They created a nice little niche. Uh, they created a, a goodwill with Sony. In fact, Bloodborne Two that could be the the dark fantasy game they're talking about. <laughs> oh, Which you know, be interesting. Uh, like because <laughs> I I enjoyed Dark uh, Bloodborne immensely, but it felt like Miyazaki's mind was on Dark Souls Three because there were like little inconsistencies that I noticed. But uh, I did enjoy Bloodborne and Bloodborne was one of the few PlayStation exclusives so far that didn't disappoint. Like, I would say right now, if I had to, like, pick the best three exclusives so far, and I know Joe's going to point out one that I'm probably (laughs) forgetting, but I would have to say Uncharted 4 is number one. Uh I would give it to Bloodborne 2 for number two, and uh, maybe Infamous Second Second Son for number three. What what, what do you think, Joe? Mm, Shit, I don't know. I'm trying to think because... Joe's list is Order 1886. (laughs) Order 1886. (laughs) Uh, The Lair fucking remake I've been working on by myself here. And and, uh, Knack, of course. And (laughs) Knack. The the crown jewel. (laughs) That's old Mario, you know. (laughs) That's just easy to hear that every single time. Uh, You have to bring it up. It's like uh, Jericho bringing up he beat The Rock and Austin at the same night. (laughs) But at least he did that with his own... Oh, my God. No, he didn't. The NWO (laughs) helped him. That was his own merits, okay? The NWO helped him beat The Rock at the end. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold in in the same night. (laughs) You're not going to take that away from him. Then you're not going to take away Knack beating (laughs) Mario. (laughs) Oh, man. So do you need to research in order to come up with this? or? I think I do because I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Okay. We'll come back to that next show, see what you think. Right. Hey, but uh, yeah, Bloodborne did well, so I could see a sequel in the works. Maybe we get an announcement at either PSX or, D- or E3 for like next year. But I, if I had to bet money, I would say uh, Bloodborne too. Mm, and maybe okay. he has nothing to do with it, thus keeping <laughs> what he said true about. Uh, I'm no, I mean, he's, well, I mean, he's speaking about from software as a company as a whole. So. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> like, I don't think he actually did souls 2 technically i don't know the development history there so you, i'm gonna have to defer to you on that actually i believe that was the like he skipped souls 2 to do bloodborne and that, you could like that correct, yeah and uh to be frank if you looked at darks like i know you didn't play any of the games but if you, <laughs> if you looked at like uh the design for dark souls 2 compared to one and three you can definitely see the absence of his involvement in that, in that <laughs> game so i think i would i would bet that's true um but yeah, yeah those are my three I, I would have to say are the best uh best ones so far which uh hmm, actually i have to play through until dawn again just to see uh, if that's better than infamous but i would put <laughs> Man, money that down. game was so much fun i love that game until dawn yeah that was on my to play list but i got like sidetracked by so much stuff on my vacation but i, I so you never actually beat it never actually beat it no oh, man, you guys good. tore me apart about it during the game of the year podcast 
podcast remember. <laughs> right. And 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 beautiful handsome boy Rami Malek who started who started in that game won an Emmy for Mr. Robot. I don't know Did he? Yeah, for best uh, for best actor. So good good on him. Is and he... good on Sony for uh, recognizing that talent early on. Is he, he's the lead in uh, Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. He's oh in the... yeah, that guy is so good. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Did you watch Mr. Robot? Yeah, I love that man, show. Man, that show takes some fucking turns, huh? Oh goddamn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show was excellent. Holy shit. I think it's going to go like every time the show en- it ends on a w- what the fuck moment. Like when uh, Christian Slater like freaking throws the guy in- off the pier at the end of one episode. <laughs> I, was I was like, like huh? what the fuck was that? <laughs> Oh god. oh god that is a good show folks I, I believe you can see it on either hulu or amazon prime right now but yeah go check that out it is on amazon prime ah there we go all right so what else happened this time right. as sony is wont to do malcolm they released their monthly uh sales chart for digital downloads on the playstation store um uh, this time we've got september's ranking september 2016 and um yeah sports games obviously are this is the time that sports games come out so uh the top four are all sports games on ps4 uh led by nba 2k 17 on top uh, i was gonna say that would be my bit of my pick yeah um yeah especially because it got it definitely had a lead over uh over ea over fifa and over fifa 17 uh like fifa was like last week of september as opposed to like nba having a bit of a lead there uh madden at number three and nhl 17 running out the top four last of us remastered number five uh on like i would imagine the strength of of a sale that had that happened recently for for the last of us i think it was like 10 bucks uh yeah. which is an outrageous price for that game holy shit yeah jesus christ you have no uh, excuse if you didn't pick it up that. <laughs> yeah um let's see battlefield hardline was number six on the strength of its own sale i believe it was four dollars on ps4 um mm. it's worth a look there if you want to see whether or not that game was good or not uh spoiler is that it's not that good <laughs> i didn't spend the five dollars no. <laughs> um let's see destiny destiny at number seven rocket league at number eight overwatch at number nine and uh, minecraft ps4 edition uh rounding out the top 10 the probably the the biggest um notable entry here or non-entry rather is that uh, no man's sky is just nowhere on this list after being the top selling game in august so between in one month uh it went from leading the charts to not being anywhere near it what a disaster <laughs> man what a what a turn <laughs> what a turn for that game it, it, it's a it's a bummer i had such high hopes for this game but oh, god damn <laughs> it's a bummer but you know hey happy for nba 2k that's actually one of my favorite franchises despite the fact that i'm not a huge sports guy yeah i mean nba um they've they've locked down quite a formula over there that works very well for for people who love basketball and, and people like malcolm who don't like necessarily are hardcore fucking sports fans but can appreciate good goddamn game it was when they got, I believe it was 2K11, when they got the bright idea, you know, a lot of people like Jordan. <laughs> Remember that Jordan guy? <laughs> Maybe we should include him and a lot of the greats from back in the day in the game and allow you to a chance to play them. We'll, we'll just get the whole team and put it there. <laughs> yeah, that was the same way. Um, especially because around that time, that was uh, that was around Derrick Rose's MVP season as well. Uh, so playing with both Bulls of the past and president of the time uh, was just a fucking delight. Play, <laughs> playing with the Bulls, either with Jordan or Derrick Rose was was a lot of um, and I'll never forget when they included the dream team in there which uh, that was a couple years. it was a couple of years ago but it was so so much fun like you talk about a cheat code goddamn <laughs> 
1992 Dream Team. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, they, are, they are the dream. And uh, I believe that the 2K17, they finally got uh, Charles Barkley on board. Was he not part of that originally? I don't, I don't believe so. Like, because uh, they made a big deal that they finally got him to agree to let uh, let him use their likeness and what have you. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> There's so many legacy teams that he was such, like, such an anchor for. <laughs> uh, for like, like, of all the, like, I'm thinking of all the teams that they would include like in the NBA 2K series after they started putting legacy teams in. Like, he's a huge part of a lot of those teams why wouldn't you might want to you might want to fact check me but uh, yeah, I, I remember into... that it was like a they couldn't get somebody on board i think it was barkley but then again i could be wrong but yeah uh i know that Shaq like signed the fuck out of letting them use his likeness because he's all over the game <laughs> you can be as him you could he's a commentator for in between the games uh so yeah he, he's all over the place but oh, yeah you're right yeah there's a yeah, man, 2014 that. there's a 2014 <laughs> <laughs> the 2014 article here on Complex uh, called Charles Barkley's Curious Absence from the 2K Basketball Series. Uh, I'm going to look into that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because like I said, uh, I believe he was finally signed. So now we have the whole dream team finally because he's all because he's in there. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I watched a documentary on the dream team not too long ago. And uh, one of my favorite parts is at the end where Charles Barkley kind of uncharacteristically gets a little emotional talking about how he never did get that NBA championship but he has a gold medal and he's he's happy to have that and he actually <laughs> that's the one thing that michael jordan couldn't take away from him yes i, I think he might have actually said that <laughs> in fact he helped him get it <laughs> so there you go like uh, uh if you read up on that team it's so fascinating like uh <clears throat> getting them all on the same page it was actually kind of because here you had like these tremendous egos who had been like on the paint like taking it to each other for years and now they're being told to pass the ball to each other so (laughs) yeah yeah because i mean it's not like it is now where it's like um where like all the players are friends and they form super teams now it's like hey let's hang out basically (laughs) and make millions of dollars and win championships doing it uh, back then, it's like the like the biggest stars couldn't fathom being on the same team with each other. Uh, like it was so like not to say that it's not competitive now, but like like it was very <laughs> it was personal in a very different way over there back in the day. Oh yeah, like uh, this is now. Keep in mind, this is the time when Michael Jordan was a, was the hottest rising star, but he was not quite the greatest of all time yet. So Magic Johnson, and which is why Magic Johnson, I believe, is the was the captain of the team, and uh, you know the rivalry those two had as part of the dream team was quite uh, amazing like uh, the coach was uh, talking about how he saw the greatest basketball games ever because he would arrange uh, six on six uh, or five on five teams where it would be like Jordan this guy this guy over here then Magic Johnson Bird on this team and they would just destroy each other in these games (laughs) and but they would be like the greatest games ever because like you had like all these like legends right there and my favorite story with Michael Jordan was uh, I forget the name of the country they took on but it was uh, the country of a uh, basketball player named Purdue who would eventually make his way over to be on the Ch- Chicago Bulls team. Well, Purdue? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be Canada then? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Will Purdue is Canadian. Oh, you can back to that too but anyway uh, they took on his team with Purdue and at the time he actually was signed to be. No, Canadian. not even. He's from Florida. <laughs> Will Purdue's from Florida. I'm telling you Purdue was from another country or at least he was, he may have been from Florida, but he was playing at another country. Are you thinking about like Luke Lock? 
not Luke Longley. Tony Kukoc, maybe from Croatia. Two co- actually, I think you're right. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> okay, two coach. That's that sounds familiar. So I think you're right. But they were taking him on, and J- Jordan and Scotty Tippin Pippen decided to take this boy to task, and they just destroyed him. Basically, just because they knew he was coming to their team, and they wanted to make it a point to show that they were the big dogs, and they just took turns destroying this guy. <laughs> and two coaches like, what the fuck did I do to these guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. But uh, yeah, if you see any documentary for the Dream Team, look it up because it's fantastic. It was a great time in American basketball. Anyway, so NBA 2K, they brought it up. Uh, do you have anything much else to say on the list? Is it about is it about as what you thought? On this list? Um, yeah, that's pretty much in line with everything else. Yeah, shame about No Man's Sky. Like I said, I... I... <laughs> I had such high hopes for that game. I enjoyed it just fine, but I, I'll have to say I agree with uh, some of the complaints they've been saying because the creator was all over the place. He was even on freaking The Tonight Show, I believe, and or on uh, with whatever Stephen Colbert does. It's either The Tonight Show. It's The Late Show, I think, actually. But And uh, Colbert is asking him all these things, including so players can see other players, and he's saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. Then game releases, <laughs> and you can't. And it's like, oh, don't, man. <laughs> I mean, it didn't help that, like, fucking... Shuhei sold him down the river too. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! It's, you, it's like you guys are the primary marketers of this game. Yeah, you can't just watch your hand that either. I, I I think the story of No Man's Sky could make a really great book. There's a lot of games that I would love to read that kind of book on. Yeah, because I don't think uh, Sean Murray set out to like mislead people. It just sort of like it went from going on VGX to taking a huge life of his own with a mix of expectations and uh, what they could actually accomplish. Mm-hmm. My God. All right. What else happened this period? Uh, let's see. We've got some Amazon Prime news, Malcolm. Um, yeah, Amazon Prime, of course, has a number of benefits. Uh, and Amazon, like, continuously adds stuff to, to that service. And the latest thing that they've announced is that Twitch uh, Prime is the service coming to, to Amazon Prime members. Um, and Twitch Prime brings a number of video game-related uh, benefits over to Amazon customers. Um, like, first up is that you can subscribe to channels now uh like once a month you can subscribe to a to a channel uh basically give them 10 bucks a month uh to kind of support uh you know your favorite channels like hey throw fucking 10 bucks over here or there um whichever channel you choose uh you can give you can throw a free monthly subscription over to them which is nice that's that's actually pretty neat um let's see what else do we get here you get uh discounts on pre-orders and new release physical games for the first two weeks after launch uh they've been doing that for a few months now where you get like new games for 48 bucks but now they will continue for the first two weeks after launch which is nice. Yeah. Um, they offer free release date delivering uh, delivery on pre-orders also, but I thought that was already the case, but whatever. <laughs> um, members will also receive an updated selection of free digital games and in-game loot, such as characters and skins. Um, and starting, and for this month, or, or starting um, all the way through November 6th, Twitch Prime members can claim Hearthstone's newest hero, uh, along with a custom card pack. So, um, yeah, a number of, like, digital goodies uh, coming to, to Amazon Prime members uh, through this Twitch Prime program. That's pretty nice. It does sound pretty nice. I especially like that uh, <clears throat> that the discount will continue 
a few weeks pass because you know a lot of times with games as we found out with mafia mafia 3 sometimes the you know the reviews won't get they won't get review copies until launch so and some people like to wait until they hear about the game before the purchase so this mm-hmm. way, this way it gives them a chance to hold out just a little bit to find out <laughs> now um as a best buy employee i'd be remiss to, in, in my duty if i didn't point out that uh gamers club unlocked gives you that 20 percent off indefinitely oh, so there you go. <laughs> Just the worst point now. So you, you get like twenty percent off video games, period, no matter how long they're how long all they're new game software, Malcolm, Ooh. including sale price. That is nice, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> by, the, by the way, as a GameStop employee, have you had a chance to try out Mafia Three, or have you heard peop- any uh, customer takes on the game? Or? Uh, well, as a Best Buy employee, no, I have not heard uh, the rumblings in a GameStop store for that. Uh, I have not played uh, Mafia. Three. I want to play it. I like, do. Um, but it's tricky review... with that game because um, I mean they withheld review copies from from uh, from from reviewers, which is never really a good sign. Um, and uh, yeah, so so basically people have been going out to buy their their game uh, and reviewing it that way. And the general consensus is that the story is pretty good, just that it's buggy as fucking all get out. Uh, I've actually been watching a lot of let's plays of it, including watching the story bits, and I have to 100% concur. Like the whole backstory. <laughs> Story of the main character Lincoln and uh-huh. uh, what he goes through, and uh, without spoiling it, his reasons for revenge. You remember, I've said several times, like playing uh, Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood, and how when that bad guy destroys that villa that I had worked so hard to create, <laughs> I want revenge on this guy, and it just drives me to play the game. But watching everything Lincoln goes through, uh, you know, I'm right there. I want to get, re- I want to play this game just so I can ensure Lincoln can get his revenge um that being said so the story and the characters are really well fleshed out and all three these wonderful three-dimensional characters in you know how their backstory uh it is buggy like one, <laughs> one of the most buggy things actually is the lighting like this game will make you appreciate like when final fantasy said 10 tell final fantasy 15 tells you oh the lighting effects and it goes from day to night in this really wonderful way a like you don't appreciate it till you see games like this like there's this one scene where we're driving at night Joe and here's the transition we go from like night immediately into daybreak it's like a what like a quick white flash and all of a sudden daybreak it looks like a nuclear bomb went off <laughs> like I literally thought that was the case like wow this game just took a turn and like <laughs> it's <laughs> there's like no transition there's no like going from night into day it's just like bam there we are and uh, I've heard some stuff like the missions like it's like the same mission over and over and over again but uh, so it's a mix of good and bad like it's been getting a lot of uh, 7.5s which is still good but <laughs> yeah it's not quite you know a lot of people were expecting this to be like a game of the year contender where it looks like it's just gonna be a fun time which is not a bad thing oh. but I'll, I'll probably be waiting till it goes on sale just the same yeah I'm sure it'll be black friday thing. oh god yeah it would be a great it's gonna be definitely black friday thing all right uh what what, 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 else, what else do i have um honestly it looks like about it all righty yeah that's about it <laughs> news right. well without further ado let's head into what we played this week 
All right, and we're back, and we'll start off with me. Unfortunately, you know, I was expecting. I, I we actually, I wasn't really sure when we'd be recording. We we're actually the way we were talking, it sounded like it was going to happen on the fifteenth. But you know, our schedule sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> next time we do talk, I will have a uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the Malcolm Spinetti version of that, at ready for the next show. But I'll just go through what I was playing now. Since most of the time I'm working, as I go <laughs> back to work, I ha- I'm always quick to pick up some mobile games here and i did grab a couple to talk about i talked about animation throwdown the last time i was here which i still play though it's getting harder too as i don't have the ability to level up my cards here but i picked up two uh two games here here recently one of which is called pootie pie you, you familiar with that guy right <laughs> we've all heard of the pootie pie <laughs> pootie pie's tuber simulator and uh if you ever played the any any type of of job simulator like a uh, video game designer simulator and what have you it's uh, much uh, in the same vein as you play a budding youtuber and uh, you put out videos in getting views which the views can then which will lead to subscribers and uh, the views is used as currency and what press impresses me about the uh, the whole uh, making videos because uh, as you make videos and get more subscribers you get these ability points which are brain points in this game which you can use to uh, unlock knowledge, which makes your videos better, such as uh, the ability to do multiple videos at once, adding stuff like special effects, ads, getting sponsors. There's uh, getting increased abilities and views, such as video game, comedy, pet, learn how to, or sports uh, videos, which are all pretty much true. Like, while it'll, these will all lead to the makings of the videos be longer, however, it'll increase your ability to get more views which gets you more sponsors which gets you the ability to design your room that you youtube in and i have to say i'm pretty impressed with that aspect because it's actually got quite a few things to make your dream room like uh i'm playing uh under the name kantoro that's k-a-n-t-o-r-o and if you play the game please friend me and uh send me stuff (laughs) but i've got a pretty sweet room here which i'd love to show you but I've got one of those Metal Gear security cameras up there, which how has that not been a, uh, you know, in one of those mega collector's editions? How has that not been like a, a free, like something like not a real camera, though I'm sure they would expect it to be nowadays, but just like a fake camera you can put up on your wall. And if anything, you can make it put a motor so it'll go back and forth just like a Metal Gear camera. <laughs> I think that would have been a fun one. But anyway, I digress. So and you, you order these uh, items and the benefit of getting these decorative items is they increase your stats in making certain videos. Like as a for instance, uh, I got a band poster, which got me three points towards my uh, music video score. So, and the better I am at those those videos, the more views per second that I get while the game is released to the, while the video is released to the general public. Catch-22 is like the better the product that you get, the longer it's going to take for it to be shipped to you <laughs> though you can uh speed things up by paying cash and when i say cash cash is just like an in-game thing you can get <laughs> in-game cash just by playing the game normally like every time you level up or a stat or your character you get like five or ten bucks and you can also play mini games to get money so you don't necessarily have to spend any money in fact that's one of 
of the things I like about this game. While most uh, free-to-play games like try to push you to spend money, I have not spent one single dime on this game, and I've been able to do just fine. Like I've got seventy-five dollars now in in-game currency, and I did not drop one dollar in order to get it. So that's that's cool. In fact, the most useful point that you can get, which is the brain points to increase your stats, you can't buy. So you have to play the game to get it. So this game does not encourage you to uh, get yet uh, to spend money at all which is one of the things i enjoy about i can just play the game normally without thinking that you know like oh this game would be so much easier if i spent money no no it's fine and on top of that at uh excuse me you know like it's a it's a nice mindless thing like i love my room here that i've designed you can check it out if you friend me on this game and you could just come in and watch (laughs) me go to work even though my hair is kind of mis levels of ridiculous but uh and yeah it's actually a lot of fun like you can also speed up the shipment times there's this game called puggle which is essentially you take one of pootie pie's dogs and drop it down the chute and if it, it collects enough points on the way down and lands in a dog food bowl it takes x amount of time off the shipping time it just takes uh views to play like right now i have like three million sixteen views for me to spend but i'm really frugal so unfortunately i haven't really <laughs> been spending a lot of money so but anyway yeah i i've enjoyed it quite a bit in case you're wondering well if malcolm if you're not spending money on the money <laughs> which is fun to say uh how is pootie pie making any money uh the one uh, catch 22 there's a lot of ads in this now what i appreciate they don't force the ads on you like if you if you want want a booster to the amount of views that you get you watch an ad but you don't have to or if you want to get an extra quest for you to uh play to get like more views or brain points or something like that you'd have to watch an ad but you don't have to once again so it's not like i'm going to be clicking on something and all of a sudden this ad pops up every (laughs) ad in this game it's you saying okay i agree to watch this ad to get this benefit which is actually a really smart way of going about it and to be fair some of those games uh, that i saw in the ad i did download though they didn't whether they lasted that long on my phone is another story but i appreciated the way that pootie pie and this uh, game company went about it so uh yeah i'm having fun with it i've actually uh playing it right now as i talk to you joe <laughs> <laughs> oh cool so uh so it's uh, right now i'm watching an ad for vaseline wasn't expecting Great. that and uh so yeah i i enjoy it it's a free game and uh you know it takes up uh, it it's a nice uh, time waster while you're playing uh, while you're at work or what have you so i do recommend it it's a fun time go pootie pie uh <laughs> in preparation for final fantasy i'm also playing a game called final fantasy brave ithicus uh, i don't know if you've heard about this game joe no all right so for those of you who are already like like discuss getting disgusted looks on your face this is not record keeper or whatever <laughs> that game was that was not only cost money to play but it was also you had to pay money <laughs> in order to play it too that one was a was a huge dumpster fire but this one is a <laughs> tremendous tremendous uh upgrade from that experience because number one free number two you don't have it's you know that you do pay you can pay for elements to improve your characters but you don't have to like uh the game is basically revolves around these two central characters uh base and uh, rain as they are trying to save the kingdom that they live in from this group of evil uh, paladins and uh, they do this by 
dice. What they call summons is what they call summons. Imagine that. But instead of like stuff like Bahamut and what have you, you're actually using other Final Fantasy characters. Like right now, my party consists of Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, one of my favorite characters, who's sadly only three stars, but I still like him. <laughs> uh, Kane from Dragon from uh, Dragon from uh, Final Fantasy IV, who's one of my favorite loner characters of all time. Uh, I think it'd be Final Fantasy Two. That's in America. It's Final Fantasy Two. <laughs> God damn it, we live in America. Okay, <laughs> Final Fantasy Two. Well, every iteration afterwards has been four. So, there you go. <laughs> and of course, for all you Final Fantasy Tactics fans out there, here they finally introduced Final Fantasy t- Tactics characters to the game, which is very cool because uh, up until it's only been like the proper Final Fantasies, but now Tactics is getting some love. Like they recently released uh, Ramza and Dissidia, mm-hmm. but at, uh, th- in this game they released Delita, Ramza, of course, Agrius, one of my fr- one of my favorite favorite uh, female character from that game and uh Mustudio. Stu, stu, studio but uh <laughs> who was the mechanic slash uh gun gunner in the game who could like shoot you in the leg and you couldn't move for x amount of turns or shoot you in the arm and you couldn't attack or do any actions for x amount of turns he was actually a pretty great character if you leveled him up the smart way uh but i was able to get agrius which i was really happy about and all her abilities are still there and uh, essentially you Play, it's a huge story mode you go to different levels and uh, take on hordes of characters like one wave after the other uh once you clear a level a lot of the times you can do what's called an exploration where it's like a more traditional final fantasy where you've got the character and you explore the dungeon and from time to time you'll enter a fight with these enemies and uh the goal is to get to the very end and where you take on a boss character and if you're able to beat that boss character you get to keep all the experience you accumulated from beating all those enemies up until that point as well all the stuff you collected you can also opt to give up but you forego everything that you picked up along the way and in the game you can craft weapons items and as well as different abilities and spells like you can make thunder and fire spells and give them to characters uh you also get different armors and uh, weapons to give your characters boost and attacks defense and the whole lot and uh you can also there's also a coliseum mode where you play in and uh, as you get higher levels you can uh, get more stuff and uh, what have you also once per day like you get like these points called leptis which are these little crystals which are the currency for the game really for like all the stuff you do in the menu you, you use them to uh, collect get a chance at more summons and what have you now unfortunately you can't like they, they don't do anything like here's cloud you can get him for x amount now <laughs> like every time you uh spend the money to like get a new character it's pretty much a roll of the dice it could either be something somebody awesome or you may just get a white mage so <laughs> but the cool thing is uh for the half the price of a summon of uh, 250 leptus once a day you get a chance at a uh, at a uh, high roll which you'll get at least a level three character and up i believe the highest you can get is level six but those are like godlike characters so like <laughs> if you get one of those consider yourself amazingly lucky but uh, most of the time i've gotten level three and four characters so far like 
uh, Kane is level four, as is Agrius, and Vivi is a level three character. And it's been fun. It's like a good game to play on your lunch break when you have a lot of time and explore a dungeon, get better weapons. Uh, you all, there's also towns where you can pick up side quests and uh, find uh, stuff to shops to buy from, including getting new recipes. And so there is benefit to talking people because a lot of people in those <laughs> towns will help you and uh, with the quests and what have you that you pick up along the way. So it's actually a really good game. I, I'm actually surprised by how, how much depth it has. And once again, it's one of those games where, you know, you can spend money on it, but you don't have to. So how many hundreds of dollars have you spent? I have spent five bucks <laughs> and uh, I've had this game for a, quite a few weeks now. So that's not bad, actually. I only got it just because I, I was I had the craze and I wanted to get more characters. But since then, I've just been getting uh, Laptus, which uh, you don't need to spend money in order to get. Like every time you level up a character, like every time you clear a dungeon, you get a hundred of them every time time you level up you not only get a hundred leptus but they also give you these tickets for these two tickets which are good for two rolls of uh getting characters so you don't have to spend anything so i have actually uh so it's not necessary though you can if you really absolutely want to get that cloud figure so much so i've been enjoying it i think it's a great download once again it's free not on like uh freaking record keeper or whatever it was called and uh the gra- the graphics are really good the music is actually actually surprisingly good like typically as soon as i get a game i shut the music right off <laughs> on these mobile games because i want to listen to podcasts but i actually delayed it for the longest time just because the music was actually really good as well as like all the sound effects and what have you so that's actually the first time i've said that about a mobile game that the music was good <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh big kudos to square on that uh but yeah it's a fun game i recommend it definitely give it a, give it a try all right joe the floor is yours floor is my um, I mean, I already talked about, you know, the RE games that I've been playing. Um, so I can skip right over those. Mm. Um, but I guess the biggest games <laughs> have unfortunately been, and I say unfortunately just for the, just for the you know, basis of the, what this podcast is. Um, not because the games suck, but, <laughs> but you know, I've been playing mostly Xbox games. Uh, like that, my Xbox One has gotten a lot of use, even though it's been just as annoying as my old previous Xbox from a, you know, software standpoint in terms of like how, like I was able to get the Xbox One S, and, but it's still like a pain in the ass to navigate the xbox one software it's mm. it's such a pain in the ass uh but at least the games that are coming out for it are real good i did uh, so. give people i did give joe shit for like bringing up xbox games on our playstation podcast <laughs> but uh, at the same time we do bring up xbox games on our game of the year tourney so it's fine so yeah um yeah the first game that came out um would be forza horizon 3 which has been fucking fantastic like that is one of the premier like like i've got a weird relationship with Forza like series in general now uh like the Forza Motorsport games which are like the hardcore simulation games that are more in line with like Gran Turismo like I've soured on those in a big way but Forza Horizon which is more like a more like Need for Speed uh than than Gran Turismo have been a fucking revelation man those games are so much fun uh the Forza Horizon games um like they really harken back to what I loved about uh playing Need for Speed back in the day like on PS2 uh playing like Hot Pursuit 2 um mm. in that in that you get these cool ass cars you know like before like need for speed became like need for speed under 
background and most wanted and all that were like, yeah, the cars are cool, but like, I don't really care to drive this BMW down a dirty street alley, like dirty city <laughs> alley. You know, it's like, I want to drive this Lamborghini across these sweeping landscapes with like lush greens, like, or along this, like the seaside or like, you know, somewhere fucking color and something exotic, you know, like I want to drive an exotic car in an exotic place. Uh, and Forza Horizon has been able to do that in a really, like really just, it, the game is fucking beautiful, man. It's one of the best looking games I've played on either console. Um, <laughs> Like like the meticulous detail, not only to the cars, which is obviously the focal point, but like like this game takes place in Australia, uh, and the environments are are just so so goddamn pretty, <laughs> and, and and you know like with with, eight, with Xbox One S, like you know they beat Sony to the HDR punch, so to speak, and and you know this is the first game to support that, uh, and like the the lighting in this game is is fucking superb, like do it you, is. Do you definitely can see the difference? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's a, it's a crazy night and day difference especially if you're like especially like at night like between a being able to see <laughs> being able to fucking see shit uh when you're driving down like dark roads with like no like street lights or whatever mm-hmm. uh like on a regular set like like i just spend most of the time like bashing into everything in sight because they can barely see uh but like with hdr like it, it's really easy to see like fucking traffic and shit <laughs> um as you drive and like as you drive like at night like the festival sites or whatever they have like a lot of fireworks going off and the colors like from the fireworks are really like this this fucking rich it's like it's really nice um and you know just on top like as an actual fucking racing game like yeah it's actually it's super great too like you you just it's like an open world setup or or um well i mean it's weird to say that these forza games have a story they have the <laughs> they have the they have the lightest like outline of a story uh like in the previous games you were a participant in in these forza horizon festivals or whatever uh and then for three it's like wow you were such a great driver that we're gonna put you in charge you're the guy in charge of the festival now <laughs> um and as you win race or whatever like more fans come to your festivals and what that mean ends up meaning is that you have to expand the festivals to to, to accommodate more people so you you expand the festivals you 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 uh, open more festival sites around around the country and like it opens up more races and, and more cars and and it's it's just a really neat way to approach a racing game like it's uh it's just a lot of fun it's it's um it's it yeah it's it's one of the best racing games from this generation oh god uh, damn, wow. yeah it's yeah it's 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 a hard game to beat <laughs> uh, as far as just racing games all time uh, would you say too all time i don't know about that i i it, but but yeah like the forza horizon games have been so much fun um like we'll see how i feel at the end of however long i end up playing uh horizon 3 like i bought horizon 2 last year kind of on a lark it was like 15 bucks or something uh on a black friday digital sales so i bought it uh having not played the original horizon and i fell in love with that game and that was a game that people didn't like as much as the original but i was like this game is still really good <laughs> um so i was super excited to jump into horizon 3 and yeah it has not point me at all now with this game do you think this uh has this like so- sealed the deal with you as far as uh, the importance of going to hdr or do you still see think of it as like a novelty so to speak no i think no hdr is like hdr i don't think is the novelty in any real like that's 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 the real that's the most important thing out of all the different like technologies driving tvs forward um like it's not so much resolution anymore i think um like obviously 4k is, is a big deal and all that and people are going to push that that's going to be like the easiest thing to to relay to people but hdr is is what actually matters i think uh you would recommend that over vr do you think over vr yeah well i mean i don't know it's out of nowhere question i was just curious. yeah i mean they're not really <laughs> they're you're kind of comparing two very different things it's like would you prefer the sports car or would you prefer sports this car with no roof that's <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> like they, they don't necessarily like would you prefer like the sports car or would you prefer this ipad it's like wait what they're not really related <laughs> 
Um, well, for sure, take the sports carnival. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, Worst it's case, like, you could sell that and get like thirty million. <laughs> you, you can't buy a carnival. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, like from what from you, from your stance, like take me for instance. I don't have uh, HDR or VR. I mean, I guess if the question is, would you rather get like invest in a HDR TV or or VR headset? Um, I would say the HDR TV just because you have more uses for it than you would like the VR headset. Okay. Like the VR headset, you can use it through PS4, but the HDR headset, you can use the PS4 and then like to watch movies on and, and everything related, not necessarily related to playing games, you know. Um, the Forza, this was, this game was at E3, right? Uh, I believe so. This is the game where like they were racing and this guy did like this insane flip up a hill to get like next to another car or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's so much fun about the Rising games too, is that they're so fucking bombastic too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as, like as you, um, as you win more races and get more attention to yourself or to your festival uh like all the rising games had these uh showcase events what they're called they're called showcases as you win races you're invited to these crazy events where you're not racing cars you're just kind of racing random outlandish shit that doesn't necessarily make sense on paper but is awesome to see <laughs> um like like my favorite one uh and like one of my favorite ones in in uh horizon 2 was i fucking raced the cargo plane <laughs> uh, like race a cargo plane which isn't necessarily as fast but like it can get to its destination more directly uh than your car which has to take these winding roads uh and yeah like you it's like you fucking rate I, like i think that they're designed to, to like see it slow down or speed up so that it's always a fucking uh, but it's always cool to like like that cargo fucking that cargo plane race ends at the airport or whatever like you're driving down up the mountainside getting fucking frantically getting to the airport and then you finally get to the airport and you reach the runway like five seconds behind the fucking cargo plane but because the cargo plane is so much slower like you you end up driving underneath it to get across the same finish line and like the fucking controller and the camera start shaking like crazy as you fucking pass it it's, it's so fucking cool <laughs> nice nice like i like i raced the steam train uh, i've raced like fucking hot air balloons a bunch of dumb crazy shit it's a lot of fun that's what i'm yeah doing. yeah there are a lot of nice nice yeah if, if you have an xbox and you enjoy racing games even a little bit i think horizon uh is always worth looking into oh, sweet deal so it definitely gets passing marks from you oh yeah absolutely um do you I, see, even, oh, I was gonna say do you see this in our game of the year tournament um i don't know i've got my list of like i've been building my list uh as i as i play games uh this year i've been adding them to my spreadsheet and i added an asterisk to games that i think are worthy of consideration um like from for me personally it's it's definitely my personal uh list of games that i enjoyed the most this year i don't know if i'll if i'll recommend if i'll elevate it to for our tournament per se but for me personally yeah it's, it's one of my favorite games this year for sure oh nice nice all right so what other game for xbox <laughs> came out um <laughs> uh, one uh, the and then the darling uh in in Gears of War 4 uh as as released this week as we this is it's um or actually technically Friday if you're if you're one of the people who decided they dropped 100 bucks on the ultimate edition they released it on Friday uh, and then Tuesday for everybody else uh buying the regular edition uh they did the same thing for Forza uh actually I actually plugged down the 100 well I had not the full 100 because I've got the the gamers club thing or whatever but I did buy the ultimate edition of Forza um I didn't opt for the ultimate version of of Gears though um but yeah that came out this week uh, on the 11th and uh that's that's been a real good game as well that game is uh it's 
kind of that Gears of War is, is got a little shaky there for 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 a hot second. Mm. Uh, got the the franchise kind of seemed like it, it petered out. You know, Gears of War three ended like the, the the three core games, Gears of War one, two, and three were all excellent games. I enjoyed those games immensely. But the end of Gears of War three was pretty definitive. It's like, all right, this seems very much done. Fucking Marcus <laughs> takes off his his do rag and everything. <laughs> takes off the do rag. It seems as done as done can be. Uh, and then they released uh, Gears of War Judgment, uh, which was bought for all intents and purposes not not nearly as good uh like i had a lot of the same gameplay but just from a story perspective it focused on characters that no one actually gave a shit about and it's like why why did this happen no one asked for this <laughs> it's like like we were all happy to be done with with gears with gears 3 uh and then they came out with this prequel focusing on fucking baird nobody likes baird why did this happen <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well don't forget in a what was it uh killer instinct where they where they have gen general ram man yeah the gen- fucking antagonist of the first game you think it, and you think it's going to be marcus phoenix walking out but no it's this <laughs> i mean i guess it's more in line with what that what's what killer instinct is but yeah whatever. i mean whatever that's 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 a whole silly thing that's fine <laughs> um, but you know they kind of pulled what they pulled with halo uh where it's like you know halo that seemed to end pretty definitively as well with halo 3 you know the fucking tagline for halo 3 was finish the fight you know and we finished the fight and then like three years later it's like hey how about a whole new trilogy it's like but i thought we finished the fight we're just gonna keep fighting huh um and you know halo 4 was good halo 5 was eh and i don't know like halo i don't know halo is in a weird place i think right now but like years of war 4 like they announced that you know like epic was the original developer of that series um and then they finished with gears of war 3 uh people can fly which we which we mentioned previously for both from they were on they were on point for uh for judgment also uh and then uh and then after epic left uh the series like they were never owned by microsoft but they were kind of in control of epic or of gears of war like microsoft bought gears of war as a franchise from epic a couple of years ago uh and then put their own team the coalition on gears of war 4 and everyone was like eh, i don't know <laughs> like fucking we're kind of cold on gears right now after judgment and like gears of war 3 ended so definitively uh gears of war 4 sounds like what you're doing with halo where it's like eh, no one really asked for this um but as but as kind of time passed uh, you know like there's like not just time enough like there's been t- enough time between judgment or gears 3 however you want to look at it there's been enough time where it's like you know what yeah man i am ready for new gears of war actually <laughs> bring it on let's 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 get into some gears of war and um yeah like it come like it immediately starts in a place where it's like oh yeah this it makes sense that you could actually start this story up again with this in this world in this universe uh it takes place like 20 or 25 years after after gears 3 like that seemed like a pretty def- like i said a def- pretty definitive end to that um and you know i'm not i haven't beaten the game yet so i can't speak to, to what the story actually will end up being uh but they they seem to have uh built up a pretty reasonable reason to, to continue the franchise and the story uh in that world and yeah the gears of war gameplay i I've, I've always been very fond of since the since the original game uh like gears is like it's gears of war 4 is in a different place than the original gears was when that launched for xbox 360 because that came out like a year after uh the original xbox well not a year after the xbox 360 came out i remember it very well uh in 2006 because uh in up until a point like a couple of games kind of showcased what the xbox 360 was capable of doing it's like dead rising or not not yeah dead rising or like lost planet basically capcom was the one keeping uh was kind of showing people the ways like hey check out all this cool shit you can do with your 360 uh but then 
when Epic came with uh, with Gears of War and it's like, holy shit, this game looks incredible. It plays really well. This is what, you know, next-gen gaming is. And uh, obviously the Xbox One is a little, little longer in the tooth than the 360 was when at least um, we're, what, three years into, into this cycle now uh, when Gears of War 4 is finally out. Um, but it's still a really great showcase for what these systems are capable of um, graphically. Um, I don't know if it's, I'd quite put it in the same... I mean, it's in the same league, but I don't know if it's quite as... If I'm as impressed with it as I was with, like, Uncharted 4 uh, visually. Really? But, but it's it's really close. It's like, yeah, th- these are... like <laughs> I really love playing first-party games for for, uh, for basically what they can show... what How good they are at showcasing what their systems respectively can do. Um, and, yeah, Gears of War is, is fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's a beautiful game. Now, like, uh, now what I... I... I haven't played it, first of all, but what what I'm liking about it, because at first I was, like, really iffy on it, and, like, the E3 demos didn't really impress me that much, and da-da-da, but it, it's actually the advertising that kind of turned me around on it, like, Judgment was just weird yeah. when that came out, but this one feels like a proper passing of the torch, like, you have those scenes of old man Marcus Phoenix, and you're playing <laughs> as his son now. Yeah, man, like, it's, like, it, like, it's, it's a lot of the story beats that kind of like get you like nostalgic for the characters of those or those of that original series uh which is crazy to think about because those games are like five years old like i can't be this nostalgic for these characters uh but i kind of am it turns out <laughs> it's like yeah like um and it's it's kind of silly the way it kind of plays it up but like it's still a lot of fun it's like oh like like i said like at the end of gears 3 is like he takes off the durag and oh man can't get more definitive than that right <laughs> uh and, th- and then you meet old man marcus again and then <laughs> then one of your characters one of the dudes in your party is like oh don't forget this and he hands him the durag and he puts it on you're like oh yeah it's on now son <laughs> that's the on button right there <laughs> that's the on button shit's about to fucking about to fuck up some goddamn grubs now, uh, now unfortunately i I didn't get the chance to play the first three games, mm-hmm. uh, but one of my favorite characters from just like watching cutscenes and whatnot, uh, I believe the character's name was the Coal Train. Yes, Coal Train. Uh, I think his, his name isn't Coal Train. He, oh, like, he, like that's his nickname. Or something. His name is Cole. Uh, he from his I, I think the sport in in that world is called Thrashball. He was a Thrashball champion or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, his nickname there was um, was the Coal Train. Yeah, he comes off as a professional wrestler more than. <laughs> it's a gold train baby <laughs> uh did he survive um yeah he survived the events of the original trilogy i haven't seen him yet right, in, I, uh, I was curious in... if you bump into him because that would like increase my must buy meter which <laughs> would include a must buy for an xbox one quite significantly if he was in the game but I, I was hoping he might you might bump in i him. wouldn't be surprised if he's in there oh, um but yeah um and the cool thing too is if uh, if you buy the game early on uh you get all the fucking gears games prior to it um for free uh, wait seriously yeah, th- yeah uh, it comes with the code to download gears one two three and judgment if you want um so wait four games wow five games bro. okay yeah including the game yeah, yeah. So like so, one two three judgment and four four okay pretty sweet deal i think yeah uh, is that like a limited time thing or um i think so but i don't know how yeah i don't know what the what the timeline is on that but i don't know yeah, smart move on uh My- microsoft <laughs> yeah for sure um um, but man, yeah, those those games are a lot of fun to play. Like, um, 
And yeah, it's weird that we're talking about so many games that are that kind of like right on each other, so to speak. Like we've been talking about, you know, like RE4, uh, like Gears of War, like really builds on what <laughs> what RE4 did with that, you know, over the over the shoulder camera view. Uh, like RE4 introduced it, but like Gears, I feel like really perfected it in a way that was really satisfying to play. Um, they and they kind of took like I forget what game it was like on the PS2. I think it was called Kill Switch or some shit. Uh, some PS2 game that was like for most for most <laughs> in most regards like completely unremarkable. But the one thing that they did introduce was like a cover system it's like here's some waist high walls you press a button you stick to it and you can pop out of cover for it to shoot it's like okay that's the one good thing that came out of that game <laughs> uh and gears of war kind of combined that with like re4 is like shooting and like on top of like a crazy awesome graphical prowess um like that game was like a really great like selling point for the xbox 360 uh when it came out like that's the reason i got an xbox 360 uh back in the day was the well they had the the, the elite console or whatever with a whopping 120 gigs of storage uh that i bought along with gears of war and i played that game to death um yeah so yeah gears of war um i haven't I haven't like i only got that game yesterday uh and i haven't been able to play a whole lot of it like i've played a couple of hours uh of the story uh playing some co-op with my buddy before before i dropped out here to, to record but yeah so far really really fun uh like i'm really excited to get into the horde mode like horde mode was like a great like i think they introduced it with gears of war 2 um but like a lot of games have kind of cribbed that like at that mode uh and kind of put it into their own games like i remember mass effect 3 <laughs> when that came out like one of the things that people were confused by is like you're putting multiplayer in, in mass effect what um and it ended up being a lot of fun because it was basically a fucking horde mode as well where it's like waves of enemies come at you and you you and your friends like defend the point or just kind of you know save them off for as long as you can before you know falling uh and you know like gears of war like introduced that and i think gears of war 4 has a has a has a new uh, like revamped horde mode uh that i'm kind of excited to get into um, and i'll speak more about it once i actually get my hands on it but uh so for all signs point to this being uh, definitely something worth talking about once we uh, gather our game of the year tournament. So this one definitely is going to be in the tournament. I believe so. Yeah, damn. yeah, it, it's a good one, man. I say damn it only because you know, trust me, I, from experience, when you've played the game and other judges haven't, it, that that can be frustrating to push, especially if the <laughs> opponent is something the guy has played and really enjoyed. Yeah, it's too bad that we can't like that blockbuster is dead because remember when you could like rent consoles. <laughs> That was a good idea on their part. Towards yeah. The By the way, did you know they had the opportunity to buy Netflix for like I think it was like fifty mil? Yeah, that, that was kind of hilarious to read. <laughs> now, granted, they weren't doing the whole online shit yet. Like, I don't think anybody could have predicted that coming. But it's funny to when you look back on it. To be fair, it's pretty good that they didn't because I don't know if they would have pushed them to do that if they had purchased it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, like that that entire story that in Circuit City, like there's this channel which looks at. <laughs> failed businesses and like explains what the fuck happened like circuit city dying jesus christ it was both a mix of best buy coming into existence and believe it or not they actually in- started a new side business circuit city called carmax where they sold cars <laughs> that's right <laughs> I forgot is, that they, that's a i forgot that that was a circuit city company. So i was like what why the fuck would you do this <laughs> oh god but uh, anyway i digress uh is there but, anything else else uh that you played this uh period there joe um see, there was a couple of other things that i kind of dabbled in like i've been playing uh pit cross 3d part two or whatever it's called uh i've been talking about this like the last few times i recorded but that game's a lot of fun like i i this is something you can just pick up like on the bus or like between like if you're kind of just like half like i watch it a lot when i'm like half watching wrestling <laughs> usually when i'm watching raw uh because smackdown has been the strongest show i think it has 
<laughs> like I watch both of them on Hulu. Like I, I tend to pay a lot more attention to the SmackDown. Like I put down my 3DS for most for most of SmackDown, but for Raw, like I can I can get through Raw. Uh, I usually watch it while playing my 3DS now. <laughs> it's amazing like, the 180 that some of the characters have made on SmackDown. Like Miz went from being a complete joke to being one of the most. He is the character on that show, man. Like aside from like like I think I think he, very soon he'll be worthy of like you can make him a contender for that world title now. You could. And, right now yeah and and i would not bat an eye yeah i think right now he's trying to be the rick flair of the intercontinental championship division (laughs) or like i think he'll be like the reigningest inner he'll probably be like a 16 time intercontinental champion by the time (laughs) this is done but i agree you could it's a shame styles is the champion because he's heel you could very easily make make a miz a contender for that belt right now i think right yeah oh man good stuff oh yeah uh but but point is yeah i watch (laughs) i play pick ross 3d while i watch raw um and yeah like it's a it's a fun little logic puzzle game uh i've said this before it's hard to kind of explain um but it's a little logic puzzle game where you kind of just uh where it kind of tells you uh in each direction it's like oh you have to fill in uh this many blue spaces on this side and and on this side and just kind of like based on the numbers that they give you the, the hints you can kind of puzzle out you chisel away at the blocks and it becomes a shape it's like oh it turns out there is a fucking penguin under this giant cube uh and you and you make the shape by by kind of solving the logic puzzle and it's a lot of fun like i've said this before um good game uh you should probably download the demo for that if you're interested in those types of games uh it's great play play pay cross well it, it's one of my favorite puzzle games ever right. um and i think that just about does it for for what i've played i've i've aside from what i've played um i've been watching a lot of tv mostly <laughs> like supergirl is really great turns out well, yeah, superman's on it finally i mean i haven't watched the new stuff because that's not streaming anywhere uh especially not at it's on cw because <laughs> uh because uh they I, they they've left their deal with hulu before it was like oh the day after you can watch a cw show on hulu but they're not on hulu at all anymore yeah they, uh, now, they've done a deal with netflix now yeah we're eight days after a season concludes the whole season will be on there so um that's not terrible that's not bad at all actually because by the time you binge watch like past seasons like oh here's a whole new season uh but yeah super goal is a lot of fun it's that's a really good show i i enjoyed it quite a lot yeah i, I started watching it a friend of mine bought it on blu-ray and it came with a digital code and he has no interest in voodoo so i was like oh, i just have that code and he just said yeah sure here you go <laughs> so i was able to test it out i'm actually surprised how much i like it like yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun it's like those cw shows are kind of formulaic mm. <laughs> they they kind of follow the same format uh or at least initially with supergirl it's like here's the monster of the week uh you've got your ragtab you've got your team of like dorks and nerds and <laughs> and overall attractive people uh figuring out how to solve this problem and they do um but yeah like it's a lot of fun it's, famous it's... by smallville yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah it's a, it's it's a very stark contrast to the netflix shows for sure like it's colorful and people seem to have a good time being on the, like, like a character one of my no favorite, one's miserable one of my favorite memes from that was like uh this show was coming out at a time when civil war and uh batman versus superman was out so you had my favorite meme was it showed a picture of batman and superman like oh i'm gonna kill you da-da-da. and then it showed <laughs> iron man and captain america oh i'm gonna kill you da-da-da. and then it, the next picture is like uh the flash and supergirl taking a selfie of each other being all best buds <laughs> yeah fucking happy look go lucky as hell uh like bright colors and like yeah it's a lot of fun they're they're they're, they're awesome for very different reasons like i like i enjoy both approaches to like and i think both companies have succeeded in their approach uh like marvel's like gritty ass netflix shows are awesome obviously um but i like i like the cw's dc shows a lot i think they're, they're a lot of fun mm. uh something i wish their movies could take a page from Indeed. um yeah watch supergirl 
little folks. It's real nice. It's on Netflix now, so you can watch yeah, it the whole first season. It's yeah, it's it's great. Like Calista Flockhart is, is surprisingly great in that too. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, the if, McBeal. There's Who'd even like parts where you think she's just being a bitch to Supergirl, but then but then she like breaks down her reasons for thinking things. Like okay, that's actually kind of fair. Then it's <laughs> like oh no, she's not shitty. She's actually just super intense and passionate. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's awesome. Um, unless there's anything else, Joe. Um, no, I think that that covers everything I've done. We covered a lot of stuff today, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when we're gone for a while. Indeed. It's funny. I was expecting this to be a quick show, but we, like, diatribed everything. <laughs> oh, man. Folks, this has been episode 179 of the Firmware Update. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed everything you heard, well, there's ways you can subscribe to us and help the show out. Number one, on your Apple devices, you can go to the podcast app, hit subscribe, and give us five stars. Those help us out tremendously especially if you write something we also appreciate those too and then you'll get every single episode as they come downloaded right on the app if you have a android device never fear we're on such apps as stitcher radio which is a free one you can stream there you can stream us and i hear there's a way you can download us there now but i'm not sure how to quite do that however we do recommend an app called pocket cast which we should mm-hmm. really seek a sponsorship deal with at $3.99, a great app for you to get all your podcast needs, including us. And you can even da- – that one I know for sure you can download on. So enjoy. Yeah. I, I – you know what? I, I guess I don't say this enough because, you know, usually you get through the plugs and we kind of go on autopilot. But it's hard to overstate how good Pocket Cast is as, as an app um, because you can sync it across like – like you, it syncs your subscriptions across like different devices even if it's like like if you want to go from – between i between ios and android even like you can log into your ipad and then your android phone and have your subscriptions and, and all that little thing so it's, it's really really neat. definitely uh still working on play on the google store <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do not me. seem to be interested in getting us on there so you sit your radio f google play <laughs> Uh, if that's not good enough, folks, we have a website too. Don't you worry. www.thefirmup.com where you can write, where you can check out each and every episode as well as uh, editorials by Joe and check those out and enjoy it. On top of that, and I, I've been plugging this more and more on the show, we have a Facebook page too, which uh, you can find every episode as they come right then and there. And uh, just click on the link. takes you to the Firm Up page where you can download it or listen to each and every single show. On top of that, you can write into the show, which I don't know if I ever say on the show, judging from how many emails we get. But you can write into the show, ask us questions, uh, our opinions, whether they be video game related or not. You could write them. At, we're an open book here. You can write into the show to mailbag at thefirmup.com. Or if you go to that Facebook page, just click on the send email link and it'll open up your email app and you can write an email right then and there. Here, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, Joe, oh, we're also on Twitter at the firm up for me. <laughs> oh, excuse me, at the firm up for the show. Or if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at PS Malk and at Wands23 for Joe. That's W O N S Auto23. So no, it's just Wands23, not Auto. There's no Auto there, Malk. There is no Auto. Okay, wasn't it Wands Auto at one point? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been saying Juan's Auto on here. 
No, you've been saying Wands 23. I don't know where Otto all of a sudden came from. <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Alright, Wands 23. W-O-N-S <laughs> and the number 2-3. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? <laughs> no, that's all. Alright. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in a few. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.